Blog Talk Radio. Worldwide. Love for life. Turn the book. Turn the good book. To the book of Revelation. Say something about him coming. Him coming. Him coming. Coming. I see a rainbow in the sky About 72 degree weather outside uh, Nobody ever wants to die Cookouts and barbecues going on All kind of folks taking soul from soul Along with this beat, doctor In due time, my friend is written God will win again and again Heaven's coming so fast, it's running Listen to the angels coming In the dream, nobody paid too much rent Every family had a home, everybody's power turned on You better learn on about this hymn In him, the angels number way more than sim That's me, somebody else come and see He got power, no money, and damn near everything free You can even go to Tahiti on a freebie just get on that boat, that water, and flow up. I'm trying to deal with our mind state. Heaven ain't a world with a motherfucking high crime rate. Niggas out here hustling for crumbs. Don't it feel good when it's somebody that you can get $20 from? Without them thinking, it's for some dope. Cause I ain't never snorted cocaine or put a needle in my veins. It's coming, a seat full of colors. Everybody down like brothers, even white motherfuckers. Him coming. Him coming, 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 him on the Capitol up here, a million motherfuckers in the street. A nigga's eyes had a glare, plus the moon and sun was out. Something spiritual in the air. Two men will never fully agree, but God loves to see the coming together of the family tree. E-E-E, feel the magic that I let flee from the hole of my motherfucking dark soul. Heaven is in the middle. I swear I'm trying to put someone down with this motherfucking pencil. Him coming. Him coming, him coming, him coming, him coming, him coming, relax y'all, him coming, him coming, him coming, fuck the devil, the devil, the devil.
Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Worldwide.
love for life. Turn the book. Turn the good book. To the book of Revelation. Say something about him coming. About 72 degree weather outside uh, Nobody ever wants to die Cookouts and barbecues going on All kind of folks taking so from stone Along with this be doctor In due time my friend is Rick and God will win Again and again Heaven's coming so fast It's running Listen to the angels humming In the dream nobody paid too much rent Every family had a home Everybody's power turned on You better learn on about this hymn in him, the angels number way more than Sim. That's me, somebody else come and see. He got power, no money, and damn near everything free. You can even go to Tahiti on a freebie. Just get on that boat, that water, and float up. I'm trying to deal with our mind state. Heaven ain't a world with a motherfucking high crime rate. Niggas out here hustling for crumbs. Don't it feel good when it's somebody that you get his $20 from? Without them thinking, it's for some dope. Cause I ain't never snorted cocaine or put a needle in my veins. It's coming, a seat full of color. Everybody down like brothers, even white motherfuckers. Him coming, him coming. of the family tree, E-E-E, feel the magic that I let flee from the hole of my motherfucking dark soul, heaven is in the middle, I swear I'm trying to put someone down with this motherfucking pencil, him coming. fam what's happening this is coach k we are still still rocking with the best thank you for joining me tonight here at coach k radio if you're watching me on youtube what's up at coach k tv please subscribe if you check out the channel i need that subscription and if you want to check out what i got going on like more in depth please go to coachkair.com coachkair.com and yes there's going to be some astrological implications tonight so if you want to catch a reading for yourself and you want to catch the last day of this special, because I keep forgetting to change my website, you can go to coachkastrology.info. Like, don't go yet. Just listen to the show first, and then see if you may need to tap into a little bit of the astrological and the cosmophysical resonance that, you know, that we pop off with over here. All right? Okay. Um, lately, there's been a lot of buzz and a lot of talk about this movie, Lucy. Well, Lucy was discovered in 1974 just the remnants these bones of this african woman in ethiopia and they're like yo she's the oldest she's the you know she's the mother of 
modern civilization, you know, everybody comes from Africa. And so then people take that and put it with, oh, everybody in the Bible is white. So now they're not, they're trying to keep black people down. So why, you know, why can't they just, you know, everybody knows that you came from black, from, uh, from black people. So when the movie comes out, the, the girl's name is Lucy, right? And so people are like, oh, why she got to be white with blonde hair, right? That's the obvious. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie yet, I don't know if I'm going to spoil it for you, but, you know, I will be taking excerpts from the movie tonight. But that's just kind of like in the pool of what happened just for me to even do the show. Also, I'm a student of Dr. Mitchell Gibson, and we had a workshop down in New Orleans right before the movie came out, and we were talking about um, having more capacity of the mind and the brain. A lot of people say that we use 10%, you only use 10% of the brain. That's not true. We're using about 3% individually. Collectively, we're using about 10%, but individually, we're only using about 3%. Some, of the, some people ain't using like 1%, right? And so you say, what is the rest of the mind doing? Well, the other 97% of the mind is interacting with the rest of the universe, right? We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But in the movie, they're talking about, yo, Morgan Freeman is saying, hey, 10% of the mind is being used collectively, and look what we've done with it so far, right? So if you just stop for a second, be quiet, take a breath, exhale, and think about what have we done as a race of a, of, of a, of a, a whole, peop, all these people on earth, 7 billion people, what have we done using 10% capacity collectively? We have towed up some stuff with some bombs. We've created some medicines. We've had, we got some surgeries. We can uh, pull Siamese twins apart now, and they can still live. A lot of advancements, all right? Uh, we flying out of space. We got satellites, yada, yada, yada. But what have we really done? So there was a lady wrote an article, and it was about how she was tired of white people on the, the big screen, and everybody was like, oh, it's such a great article, Olivia. Oh, wow. Her name exactly was Olivia, Olivia Cole, right? And um, Olivia Cole wrote this article in Huffington Post, and Huffington Post, and it was called Lucy, Why I'm Tired of Seeing White People on the Big Screen. Wow. So I put it all together. I read the article. It was cool, especially from a white woman who's upset about white privilege and the things that she had to say about it, but she left some things out that I feel need to be spoken on. So the day I'm going to see the movie, um, my man checks me. And he says, yo, what you doing? I say, yo, I'm getting ready to go watch the movie Lucy. He goes and watches the movie the same day, and we start talking about it. And we've still been talking about it, and nobody's been talking about what we've been talking about. So I said, let's do a show. Let's decode it for me and you because this is how we chop it up, and let's let the world hear how we chop it up. So without further ado, I want you all to, as well, he's my guest. He may have been on my show maybe once before, but this is the guy who started me on Blog Talk over four years ago. And just don't worry about the story about how we met. We may share, we may not. But this is like the guy who was like, you need to be on Blog Talk, get your own station, and here I am now having him as a guest on my show to get ready to decode this movie, Lucy, for you and yours and your family. Please put the link CoachKRadio.com. 
put that everywhere on your Instagram, on your um, your uh, YouTubes, on your Facebook, on your Twitters. Please tweet and let people know that you're listening to the decoding of Lucy, the Tao of Lucy, what you saw and what you may have missed, all right? Because I want everybody to hear every word of what my guest has to share tonight and what I got to share tonight, all right? And this is Off the Dome, no no written. This is, this is how we do. CoachKRadio.com. It'll take them right to the link. If they miss the show, they can come back and get the download, all right? And we will be having astrological implications in the show tonight. So if you want to get a reading from Coach K later, I got one more night of a special price that's supposed to be over in July, but I'm the eighth, I'm the seventh day in into August, and I haven't taken it down yet. You can go to CoachKAstrology.info, CoachKAstrology.info, and book me for a consultation, a two-hour consultation, at a very, very uh, good rate before I take it down in the morning. I'm going to give everybody all night if you want. If only one person wants to get a consultation, then that's fine, but I would highly suggest it because I'm going to allude to a couple of things tonight um, that you can also be applied in your life, all right? Bam. So without further ado, y'all put your hands together for my big homie and yours. He gave me my start on Blog Talk TV. He's a mean, mean, mean decoder, and you're going to be introduced to the sinister tonight. That's right. Put your hands together for my man, Tony. It's awesome, baby. Tone Low from Light 08 Radio. What's happening, Lord? How you feeling tonight? I'm feeling great. If I was any better, I'd be you. How are you doing, man? <laughs> well, we, we don't need two okay, of me I'm around okay. here. We don't need two of me around here because that would be a little too much, for sure. It would be the uh, United States of Kair if it was two of me, but just like if it was two Tony Quays, it might be the United States of Tony Quaid around here. Well, it's funny you say that because I always tell people all I am is another you. All we are is another us. It's all good. It's all good. Everything's hey, good, man. For sure, for sure, for sure. So I'm over here adjusting my camera, you know, using some tips that you gave me, you know, when you put me on the game, coming on blog TV. It's my pleasure to have you tonight, and I really appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule to come over and, um, you know, build with me a little bit and, um have some fun with the people because, like I was saying earlier, while I had my mic on mute and didn't know it, it's all in fun. We're doing this show because some people are too uptight, and when you get uptight, oh, yeah. you, miss, oh, yeah. you miss things. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like how we're going to be talking about the movie tonight, you know, um, about, like, what we what we feel that people missed, what we feel Olivia missed. Olivia made a good point. Did you read the article that, um, that I, Olivia Cole wrote? I heard about it. I didn't get a chance to read it, but as you know, Coach K, I'm, I'm a researcher. A lot of people, it's kind of weird because I'm usually the one hosting a show or, or interviewing someone and asking questions. But one of the things that I've, I've done, dedicated probably 40 years of researching, just not just, you know, quote-unquote black cultural things, but just the, 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 the cultural thing that we call the, the, the human experience, and so uh, I say all that to say I missed her article, but I'm no stranger to a European, a white woman, you know, giving commentary on what's wrong with her people. I mean, you know, we're all <laughs> trying to get better. So my, I tip my hat off to her, you know, pop my collar to her. She, she's doing what she's supposed to do. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm gonna post if anybody's on my Facebook page, I'm going to post the um I'm gonna post the article I'm gonna post the article like on my front page so if anybody wants to go back and read it and I will probably read a few excerpts from it because Tony, I wanted to start with the mundane first and then move into the I wanted to ascend just like Lucy did. You know what I mean? So I wanted to talk about some of the mundane that everybody may have caught and maybe they have a point about, you know, with Hollywood. I will go ahead and say it first. You know, I'm not mad at Hollywood because they cast a Caucasian actress and made sure she had blue eyes and blonde hair, and her name was of the oldest black woman who's supposed to be the mother of civilization. Now, for some of my conspiracy theorists, I know you're going, they're going to come at me, Tony, and say, oh, they're trying to whitewash us out. They want us to forget our history, yada, yada, yada. What I want to say is, what if no black actress even tried out for the role because she didn't believe in the part? Let's just, let's just say, what if on that? And then let's say that Scarlett was the best person for the part during her tryouts because one thing a conspiracy theorist doesn't have, Tony, is he's got an, he or she has an opinion, but he or she has no access to the casting call. Would you agree with that or disagree? Well, I, well I, I'll take it even a step further. What conspiracy theorists have is what everybody has, and it's an opinion. I think the problem that a lot of people get into, and I, I've been accused of time, well, in my past, you know, being a conspiracy theorist, but let me just kind of give the family a little uh, a highlight on what a conspiracy really is. Everything is a conspiracy. All a conspiracy is is, is just a plan. Okay, that's really, we really want to break it down. So you say, well, what's a conspiracy? There's a, a person who looks at other people's plans and tries to tell you what's going on. If we really, you know, I like that you said we start with the mundane because nothing needs to be deep as anything. And what I mean by that, a glass of water and the ocean are still water. The difference is the volume. So what I found has worked for me is just explaining things in simple terms so that anybody can not necessarily agree with me, because all any of us can offer you is an opinion, but to, just to think for yourself. That's what it's all about. You mentioned earlier, you said, well, you know, how much mind are people using? I, I'll, I'll say that, you know, we may get into what mind really is tonight. I don't know how you got that orchestrated. But to answer your question, what a lot of people do is they sit in a space, they sit where they are, and they come up with all the answers. So they've got the questions. It might be five questions, but they've got 100 answers. And you're absolutely right. A lot of stuff goes on in Hollywood, but what a lot of people forget is that Hollywood is, is a business. I mean, the, the esoteric part of what Hollywood is, we may get into that, but at the very least, the lowest common denominator is a business. They're in the business of making a movie that people will come to see. Okay, Now, if they're not sharp enough to see, understand what they understand or understand what they're watching, Fine, maybe sometimes, maybe maybe a duck is a duck. But I will say this, and this is something that uh, reminded of, you know, for all the people who say, well, how come they cast her, a white woman, or how come they cast a whatever? Well, it's like the saying of the Indian and the cowboy. You know, the, the Indian said, asked the cowboy, you know, you know what, 
you guys always make the movies where you guys win every battle. Here, we kicked your behind many, many times. We whooped your, 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 your ass many times, but you never, ever make the movie showing that. And the cowboy laughs, you know, while the Indian, before the Indian was about to take him out. He said, well, as soon as you guys start making the movies, then you can win all the time. So I can't really <laughs> fault anybody that, you know, they, they, the proverbial they, you know, they're, they only appear to have all the high cards because a whole lot of people don't know how to play the hand they're dealt. So, you know, that's my, my take on that. And that's just coming from somebody that grew up in the Hollywood area, was in pursuit of trying to get into the entertainment game before I knew what it, that is really not about entertainment. But I will say as soon as we start using some more of that brain that Dr. Gibson alludes to that you and I have talked about offline, as soon as we start creating something, then, you know, we can do what we want. Nobody, no, you know, we're going to get into the movie Lucy, but anybody can make a movie with some profound implications if they want to. It's very, really, it's easier to do now than it's ever been. Oh, man. And and that's going to be, my my one of my parts tonight is going to be encouraging people to talk less and do more. If you don't like how something done is done, this is from... Um, and that's another person who, because, you know, I mean, I'm a prop giver. I believe in giving out props. So tonight also I got to give props out to Malachi Z. York, who said, you're either the party thrower or the party goer. So as a party goer, you have the right to complain and whine and moan because you didn't hear the music that you wanted to be played and whatnot. But guess what? If you're the party thrower, meaning the executive producer, who put the money up, the director who shot it, the person in charge of casting. Nobody told you that you couldn't cast a movie. Who told you that you couldn't cast a movie? You can be the party thrower, and you can tell the DJ what you want played all day and all night. And then you can cast it however. Listen, then you can make a Cleopatra movie and have um, uh, Michelle Obama play it if you want to. Or you could have... Whoopi Goldberg played Cleopatra and let be, you know, talk. But this is the thing. That's why we're doing a show like we're doing it tonight. Who cares? Okay, I know, yes, the programming and somebody's going to say, well, we care about the programming, Kair, and all this other stuff. Yeah, but why can't you, why can't you be more concerned with the content? That's what me and Tony are going to talk about tonight is the content we're going to talk about the actual message that you may miss because you're worried about who tied the shoe. Don't worry about the shoe, who tied the shoe, or what brand. Let's talk about the journey and what was being implied by the movie. Another big shout-out to Sister Myra. Sister Myra says they have a karmic responsibility to tell the truth. Now, who says they got to tell it in the form that's going to be the most beneficial, you know, or the or the way that you want it. You didn't put in on this, Craig. Go back to the movie Friday. So tonight, that's what we're going to attempt to do, is share some information, share some insights that may open your eyes a little bit. Um, I had, a, I had uh, even, even uh, 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 the legend, Coldbreaker himself, Dr. Phil Valentine, made a comment in, on, on Facebook about, he said he saw everything. And we was like, yo, if you want to call in tonight, Please, so we're opening our lines up for people who saw things as well and who'd like to contribute um, to call in, 347-205-9089, 347 
205-905-9089. And we definitely welcome everyone who's already in the building. Now, I think we did a good job of, like, setting up the foundation. Right, Tone? Well, I mean, first of all, respect to several people. You mentioned uh, Lucy, the quote-unquote original Lucy. Much respect to Dr. Yosef Benyakin and Dr. John Henry Clark, Peace Be Upon Their Spirit. Those are two of my teachers. I'm from a different time, and a lot of young people don't know who these people are. They put them just in the context of uh, a YouTube video, but they were teaching on Lucy, you know, 30, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever, and so i got to give respect to uh, the work that they've done because what I also noticed is that a lot of the things that they were teaching the so-called awake and aware lack consciousness community, this stuff is coming, you know, they were, there was a small group, niche group, that, that social media wasn't like it was now back in the late 80s, early 90s, but there was a group that got access to this information, and here we are 20 years later or whatever, and it's coming out in the light. So I kind of take a different position. I'm not interested in getting mad at anybody who's not doing what it is that, that I could be doing, because when it's all said and done, a lot more said than done. I just wanted to give respect to some some elder teachers, one who's transitioned, and the other who laid the foundation for a lot of the conversations that we're, we're having and continue to have. And as far as Dr. Phil Valentine, that's not only is he one of my teachers, but he's a personal friend. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a brother who loves his people, who loves the planet, who, who has dedicated a lot of years to the, the evolution of consciousness on a global context, not just in the so-called awake and aware black community. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm in the mirror today, but I'm what they would call black, okay? I, have, I don't apologize for that. But I think, and this is one of the things that as, as we look at Lucy, some things that you and I talked about, and then I got off in my own space and gave it more thought. One of the things I think that in, in decoding a movie like Lucy you have to take kind of a broader, you have to open up the aperture of your lens a little bit. So, you know, this is chess, not checkers. You've heard, some of you may have heard that saying. The people make movies, entertaining you is probably, on the list of 20 things they're trying to do, it's probably number 17, okay? Now, having said that, a movie like Lucy is has got so much symbolic information in it, it's almost like it's two movies in one. And mm. I told you, Coach, I told you and I've told many others, if you really want to look at Lucy, and also much respect to shout out to Dr. Jewel Pukram, who taught mind sciences on, a, on an advanced level 20 years ago that a lot of people still can't really digest, mind science. Um, you know, you mentioned Dr. Gibson and, and his work and teaching people about higher consciousness and everything. What we have to understand right now is that we are in a time, okay, where a lot of revelations, your intro song, we're talking about a a revelation, okay? So when you see a movie like Lucy, the best way to connect the dots like that is to, first of all, just go see it at face value, period. Just go see it at face value. It's who and all the special effects. And if you saw uh, Scarlett, what's your name? Johansson or jo- whatever, I can't remember her last name. She used the Black Widow in, in the Avengers movie. And you say, wow, when is she playing that role? That's kind of different. And just take it at face value. Because it is a good movie. It's, it's decent. On a scale of 1 to 10, I give it about an 8, you know, okay? Morgan Freeman, I always like to see his body of work. Okay, and then you get into the symbols. 
So what are we talking about when we're talking about Lucy, Coach? I mean, what are what are you what? Why would here's the here's how you get to where you're trying to go if you are a conspiracy theorist, if you're a decoder, if you're uh, a teacher, if you're just a a, a commentary, a, a, a pundit. Ask the question why? Why would anybody who has the ability, who has the resources, and the the ability to make a movie at this particular time? Uh, why would they make a movie like Lucy? It doesn't matter what they call it. There's about five of the names you could have given it. Why would they make a movie like that at this particular time? That's what's called a question behind the question. Symbolism mm-hmm. in a lot of people, there's too much to build on. you got to start them. I can name five movies that are related to Lucy and send everybody off and say, now go watch those movies. Then Lucy will make a lot of sense to you, but then maybe it won't. I know people who went to see it, they fell asleep after the first 30 minutes. There's no wrong answer. It's all good. You know, I can't beat them up for not staying focused enough to watch the movie from end to end. But I think one of the things that you've alluded to that we would do tonight is not be so, you know, stoic about them. This is what it means, and if you don't understand this is what it means, you're not conscious. One of the things that comes through in the movie Lucy is that, to quote Lauren Hill, Everything is everything. Now, there may be some spoilers in the context of our conversation. We're not spoiling it for those who haven't seen it. But I will say this. If you've ever heard the saying, it's a hip-hop saying, and I, and I love it, everything is everything. Everything really is everything, which means every answer is a correct answer, which means there are no wrong answers. only thing that's, that's out of order is when people are lying. As Sister Myra says, you have an obligation to, to stand upon truth. Okay, but even truth is a relativity if you really get into it. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a good movie, and, yes, there are people making movies, and, and if, if, if for the person who's only at the level where they're going to critique who they cast in the movie, that's probably as far as they're going to get in the movie anyway. But it's okay. <laughs> right, right, right. So um, I'm a, I think the best way to do it, and I'm not – Tony said he's not going to spoil the movie for you, but I can't promise that because – I, must no, I didn't say I wouldn't. I said there would be spoilers in the context of our conversation. <laughs> hey, look, okay. we're speaking to you by nature. How do we meet Coach K? Because we're both spoilers by nature. But that's that's the best kind of teacher because that's the person that said that's the person that says the emperor ain't wearing no clothes. And everybody else right. was going to say it, but they didn't say it. So no, it may be. Hey, look, if, if what is a spoiler? Go see the movie because of our conversation. Once again, no wrong answer. Exactly. So. What I'm going to do is kind of like start at the beginning. And to me, <laughs> Here the, we be- go. the beginning is like where we are now. Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. this is why they had to cast, to me, and <laughs> I really don't even have to qualify this to say, yes, sir. oh, I'm not. Yeah, can you, what, what's that? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I really don't even want to qualify this, but maybe you're new and you haven't listened to me before, but. Man, I'm not racist, man. I'm a universal citizen. I don't have any proof that I was black in every lifetime before I got here. But this body, this go-round, I got it. So I'm going to just give it to you raw. In the beginning of the movie, and in movies, period, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman is ditzy. Let me say it again. The blonde-haired, blue-eyed chick, she may be in, in, in all the movies, but she's ditzy. She's not too bright. She does the dumbest things in, um, you know, like in the horror movies, like, you know, why is she running and things like that. So She always gets ate up. 
She's she's always the one eaten up by the monster. She's always mm-hmm. running around half naked and gets eaten up by the monster, or stung by the giant bee, or bitten the neck by the vampire. Yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> and she could have, and she could easily get away if she just take her heels off. But she's so caught up in all of the like throes of life. And for me, right. Charlotte Johansson, Scarlett Johansson was perfect in that part of the movie. But guess what? We as a people, most of the humans on the planet, go listen to Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. 98% of the population are drifting. They do not have control of themselves. They don't know themselves, so therefore you can't have control of yourself. The 2% who control everything and all the money, guess what? They know themselves and they study themselves. So Scarlett Johansson at the beginning, she's with the Texans. And she's drinking shots in the club, and she just woke up. She ain't even took a shower yet. So her consciousness, let's just look at her as her consciousness for people who, like, haven't even cleaned up your own act. And she's over here with this guy who she thinks that she likes, and she's only met him for two weeks, and he's trying to con her. To me, that part of the movie, they stop right there, is perfect because you have – one person using 2% of his brain and the other person with 1% of their brain and they're trying to con one another. You see what I'm saying? So to me, that part is just perfect. She's ditzy. She looks like she's just hung over from the club. And he's trying to convince her to do something that he knows is not quite right or he's afraid of. That, that, that's us in a nutshell. People are always doing this to other people If you read Celestine Prophecy, people are always competing for energy or living in a world of lack, like there's not enough. You know, you got to go over here and do this. And then he puts the ultimate con on her because when later on in the movie, you know, she's involved in a a multi-million dollar deal. He says, yeah, I'm getting paid a thousand dollars. I give you five hundred. Isn't that us? Isn't that just people like we just don't want to share? Like we just want to just. Shit on somebody. Come on, Tony. Give me your thoughts. I hear you breathing over there. Well, well, you hear me breathe. I'm, I'm breathing. <laughs> I'm just breathing. But I, it's funny you say that because uh, a good friend of mine and another, uh, what I call a teacher of higher consciousness, which you remind me a lot of him. I've compared you to him over the years. He said one time. He said, if if you if you here we go again. If you stop at being black or white and you've missed the whole point of, of why you're here. And I and, and this is somebody who was teaching mind sciences and, you know, some things. This is some a friend of mine that went in the Bermuda Triangle, and, and there's a lot. He's, a, he's a, a, another story for another day, but in context to what you said, this is how he shared with me, and I, and I agree. I, I, I've said this many times. If you take everybody, 85% of the people, let's just make it, ironically, we're talking about movies, let's make it a movie. 85% of the human experience is people that are just extras, okay? Let's say 75%, okay? Then there's another uh, 15% that could go either way, Okay? They're they're not really extras, but they're not an A-list, A-level actor, actress. Okay, that would be the people who know something's up, but they kind of just sit on the sidelines. They're waiting, and you can ask them. They say, "Well, I'm just going to wait and see what happens." And then let's see. So that's seventy-five, eighty-five, ninety. 
then there's 5% who know what's going on, or should I say know enough of what's going on. This would be what, what you had said, said, we're going to find out what the sinister is. I'm going the expression, the sinisters to speak to the manipulators or the controllers. They're not really any smarter than anybody else. They're just organized, and they do their due diligence on studying. They, they actually know their inadequacies better than anybody as evident that they project them on the rest of we. Okay? Now, there's another percentage that are, and this is, I'm going to keep it in the context of a movie theater and a movie watching experience before we get into the quote-unquote deep stuff. The other percentage is like the, the ushers in a movie. The most important job occupation in a movie theater is the usher, even more important than the ticket taker, even more important than the snack vendor, you know, the concession stand worker, or the person in the projection room. Because what does the usher do? The usher gets everybody out of the movie room, the movie house, and prepares for the next what? Show. From an esoteric standpoint, from a spiritual, from a soul, from a higher consciousness, love and light, light and learning, ascended level of looking at what the usher spirit does, okay? The usher spirit is the one that becomes familiar with the so-called sinister's activities, has a uh, deep-rooted feeling for the 75% extras. You wish they would say, hey, look, you know you're an extra. You could just spend a little more time becoming one of the main players in the movie. You're actually in the movie, for that matter. It's about you. But those ushers catch hell because the usher, if you think about it, think about a movie theater. That usher has to clean up all the spilled popcorn. Somebody threw up. Some people was upstairs, you know, um, make, just making them all kind of stuff. And somebody used the bathroom in the theater. So maybe got a diaper changed. The usher has to clean all of that up so that the what? The next movie can start, and it'll be nice and fresh and new for the next set of people coming in to watch it. So my my answer to what you said is that, you know, as far as it's a level of, of context. If you stay on the race level, then you'll be on the race level. I'm not, I have no illusions that this is, a, this is not a perfect world. It's not supposed to be. That's a whole other show of why we're here in the first place. Back to the context of your movie, though. What, what the other thing, the next important role in that movie experience is obviously the person who makes sure that everybody sees the movie. We can talk about how a movie is designed to capture, make you suspend disbelief so you become part of this illusion, part of this projected reality for an hour and a half or two hours. And that's where a movie like Lucy is actually, it's, it's, there's so many things going on in that movie. And as, as Brother Phil uh, Valentine said, you, if, if you don't miss nothing. They, I told you, I said, there's nothing left for in the cupboard for anybody to disclose to you because Lucy gave you all the rest of it. So all the movies from Planet A's, Poltergeist, uh, uh, Men in Black, um, uh, Contact. Uh, what's the one um, that just came out a couple of years ago? Um, uh, Prometheus and, and all these other movies, Inception and all the movies, at Dark City. I go down the list. Even comedy movies. Comedy's a part of the quote-unquote story. But Lucy gave you the rest of the story. And so rather than... And me and you talked about this. Maybe we'll get into it tonight. It's not about the cold Lucy or getting mad because she wasn't black or whatever. 
it's about looking at the symbolism. Like you mentioned the bimbo white girl, and you say, well, that's all of us. Well, those are called archetypes. They're, you know, you deal with esoteric symbolism. An archetype is is like, uh, uh, it's, a, it's almost like a way to project a certain uh, behavior pattern on people. This is, one thing I will say, this, this, Movie making is 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 a form of high science, and you know, but we can get into that. I don't want to jump ahead, but to to specifically address the bimbo white woman and why she's the perfect a role to play in this movie, and I agree with you, Coach. She's the perfect storm for this particular movie as it evolved, is because she represents the the airhead that that the so-called manipulators are sinister. They want us all to be airhead bimbo white. We're all the blonde hair, blue eyed white girl at this particular particular time, the majority of people are like that. I know people, I got a, I have a dear friend of mine, and me and him, we've been partners for 30 years, and, and we talk about it all the time, how we, you, we, when you watch people, you see, you see all this stuff, you know. But what, what happens to the so-called bimbo and the, 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 the you know, the, the, this time around, it had a different ending, and that's kind of jumping ahead, but that was my commentary on that. The bimbo Look out for the bimbo because right now the bimbo Hello? is everybody. Hello? Tony. I'm here. Ah, Yo, yo, this is Coach Kyrie. We're still back in the building. I don't know what happened, but Tony was making a point about um, all of us at that conscious level about, you know, about the bimbo. I got you back now, Tom. Something happened. You must have been dropping it so hard uh, you got knocked off, but I got your mic open. Well, I got one of those Obama phones, so, you know, I, I just, you know, the government <laughs> tease not to give you Obama phone, so, you know, but it's all good. I'm back. All right. It's like a rubber check. I'm back. All right. So um, one, of the, one of the parts... It's funny that you pointed out, because I, I got the movie playing, like, over here right now. So just in case I want to, you know, stop it at a point or whatever. But you said the usher. So remember when the movie starts, that's the first person she's, well, once she enters the building, you know, everybody's always talking about, I'm in the building, I'm in the building. There's an usher on the bottom floor. There's a guy behind the counter saying, like, who are you? He's asking her her identity. He even wants to know what's her family name, which is normally your last name, because the setting is in China. Why do they have the setting, you know what I'm saying, in China? Did you ever ask why they didn't have it in Missouri or Atlanta or New York or something like that? But they had the usher on the bottom floor calling upstairs, and she had to be taking upstairs in the elevator. So she's already getting a physical elevation first, before the mental elevation occurred. Let me repeat that. She was getting a physical elevation as she was escorted, but she, had, she was going unwillingly. She didn't want to go upstairs, but she saw she couldn't go back outside. That was a no-go. You know what happened to her friend or so-called friend. So unwillingly, she got escorted upstairs. How many times have you been in a situation, not you, Tony, but people listening, where you unwillingly had to go upstairs, you know, your, uh, your consciousness had to be elevated to get you out of some shit. She couldn't stay downstairs and won. She saw if she stayed downstairs, the only thing down there waiting on her was 
death and destruction. So what's your piece on that about the elevator coming, you know, by going upstairs? Well, it's elevation. I mean, I, I don't, when I, when I decode movies and, and I've been asked to do this and done it over the years and been in roundtable discussions, I, what I try not to do sometimes, and it's, it's a balance because you can't be so heavenly minded, you serve no earthly good. You can't be so deep with something that is, is too much for anybody. It's like I always say, if, if you see a tooth growing in a baby's mouth and you're so excited about that baby growing a tooth, you don't, you're not helping the baby by putting a 16-ounce steak in front of the baby. And for those of you who are out there, the vegetarians, the context of what I said, I'm not talking about, well, you shouldn't be feeding the baby a steak anyway. That's not the point. You see, that is an example of what you're talking about, Coach, sometimes. People right. sometimes are trying to be so deep and heavy, they miss the point in the context. The context of what you're saying is, what is it about evolution that makes people have to be taken, kicking and screaming? There's a, there was a lot of that kind of what I call secondary level, but just as profound symbolism in the movie. Okay, it's interesting, the, the elevator, okay, what floor did all of this stuff take place on, okay? You know, she, she, you said, what's downstairs? What's downstairs is what's, what's in store for any, there's no wrong answer, because the guy that she met, the character, the, the drug dealer, or the, whatever he was doing, the broker, I'll call him the broker, there's a reason for that. But his world is full of uh, manipulation and illusionary stuff. And he, he, he had a cowboy hat on, which, which speaks to, you're in China, and the dude's wearing a cowboy hat, and she even makes a comment about, you know, you, you know what do you mean you have problems with you're wearing the, you're wearing the stuff? You know, you're, in other words, don't all of us wear costumes all the time? That is almost like a contradiction to what we claim we stand for. I know a whole lot of vegetarians who really think they're doing something. That's great. Listen, I mean, you know, each his own. But don't critique other people's lifestyles when you're wearing leather shoes because an animal still got killed for you to be wearing leather shoes, okay? So it's the same thing. That symbolism that you brought out, and it's a good point, is that evolution involved is going to involve you doing something that's totally unfamiliar to you, and most people are not up to it. They have to be dragged, kicking and screaming. Even in the conscious circle, most people do not want to go up to the floor where all that stuff was happening. Because if you really think about it, the first, the, the appearance, of, it's, first it starts off, she's taken into this environment of, of where, where her fears were overtaken her, right? And now all of a sudden, some other things happen as the movie evolves and she gets over her fear. She could not have gotten over her fear if she had not went through the process of evolution. That's what you're talking about, Coach, and there's a heavy symbolism in that before you even get to the other stuff, quote-unquote. So, yeah, I agree with you. That was an important part of the movie, and a lot of people will sleep on that. But every, in all movies like that, and there's another movie that takes place in China on the Pacific Rim, including the movie Pacific Rim, too. But there's a movie that came out a few years ago called Push, and I, I would strongly suggest for the family to go back and watch Push because Push, matter of fact, I'm going to say this right now, folks. I get this out the way. Limitless, the original Planet of the Apes, I'm talking about of the, of the two new movies, the new Planet of the Apes, Inception, and what's the other one, um, Lucy, they're all actually part of the same. It's like the, all these movies are connected. So if you really want to have some fun, family, 
And just just to you know, just look for the similarities. There's a reason why Limitless, the 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 first edition of the new Planet of the Apes, the two of the, of the two, the new edition of the Planet of the Apes, Inception and Push, are five hmm. movies. Now there are many more, but those are five that are all connected. And it's not a coincidence that Push, which just kind of went under the radar, is very related to this movie here. And in all of these movies, the common denominator family is that this quote-unquote metamorphosis, a change was brought upon by, it was drug-induced. But as, as um, some of those mind science teachers, like uh, the late Dr. Richard King and Dr. Uh, Jewel Pukum would tell you, all those chemicals are already in your brain, okay? We'll get into the, that perhaps over the course of the conversation. All those chemicals are already in your brain. They were, in, in the movie, they were induced by different things, but there's a common denominator there, and I tell the family, always look for patterns if you really want to start decoding what's really going on. But uh, anyway. Here's, here's something that I want to, you, you touched on a good point. Let me let me let me show you this. Let me show you how people should be thinking here. Okay, some people think that it was drug induced. I say it was not drug induced. So people saying, wait a minute, she had the stuff in her belly. It was a drug. It started exploding. Yeah, but it wasn't drug induced because only things can happen to you when it's time for them to happen to you. And she had been resisting her own evolution, just like so many of us every day, resisting our own enlightenment. We often resist our own enlightenment, and then something got to push us over the edge, because if you get um, Jewel in the Lotus, page 58, written by Grandmaster Saraswati, uh, Sanyata Saraswati, it says, Lessons you don't learn only get harder, and then the universe has got to go through the trouble of setting this up all over again for you. So the universe, it wasn't no accident because let's fast forward all the way to like when she was at 70%. She said she could feel the universe. She could feel the pulse of the planet. She knew exactly where she was at. She never said, this is a mistake. She said, yeah, I got some, a, a bag of drugs in my stomach. I want to get it out. But you have to still look at perfection of the universe. I want everybody to listen closely to what I'm saying. A lot of people could have just got snatched in, and um, they had five other guys who um, all got killed while the drugs were in their stomach. But it ended up she got all of it because she had to force at the end it was more not drug-induced, but I have to go and get those last little cells that are trying to resist this enlightenment. Remember Morgan Freeman said, you sure you need such a big dosage? And she was like, some are going to fight till the end. That's, pe- that's like, and I'm not taking shots or shade, that's like some of the vegetarians. If I tell them lamb is good for them, they don't want to do the scientific research. They just want to be argumentative. But lamb is good for you. Lamb is better for you than kale. Kale is not good for you at all. It has the highest MSG properties. But somebody's going to wait all the way till the end. They wait all the way till the end when they get sick. What you doing sick? What you doing sick if your diet is so great? And then they say, oh, okay, okay, okay. 
there was a pain. That's what pain is. Pain is a reminder that you're alive, and pain is also a magnificent way of God influencing you. You could have took the you could have took the easy road, but you wanted but you needed some pain sometimes in order to be like, oh, now I know not to touch the stove. So for me, I don't feel that it was it appeared to be drug induced, but when you look at the whole essence of the universe, there's nothing, there's no accidents, there's no happenstance. So she just so happened to two weeks before this all happened to her the universe was already saying, you're going to be the one. You're going to be the one. And for those of you who are listening now and said, and you still, after all we've said, you're still saying, well, why she got to be a white woman? And why when the drugs took over, her eyes had to turn blue? Just hold on for a second. We're going well, to watch this. this. Watch this, Coach. Watch this. One of the funniest movies that I've ever seen is uh, Foolish. That was with uh, Master P and Eddie Griffin. Yeah, and I actually had a chance. I did some work for Eddie Griffin a few years ago, and we got a chance to talk about that movie. And what was interesting about it is that there was a blue light in that movie. There was a blue light in the movie. And and, and that movie was so deep and heavy. And when I talked to Eddie about it, he said, yeah, man, he said a lot of people didn't get that. I asked him point blank. I said, man, you, you teach a lot of esoteric high science in your comedy skits. He said, yeah, and he, he told me who some, a couple of his teachers were. So I'm going to go back to what you said. It's not so much details. I mean, details are just that, the details. There are many roles to get you to where you're trying to go. But I think, the, the back to the word, that C word that I like to use so much, the context. Remember that the movie is made to appeal to a, to a, a group of, a soul group that's on the planet at this particular time that's awake and aware, and they're looking for, alter states of consciousness. So it doesn't really matter. Meditation can get you to those places, okay? Uh, uh, four, five, six-level orgasm can get you tantra. You know that. That's your thing, Coach. You can get to that level of consciousness many, many ways, but remember, it's just some food for thought for the family. Once again, these are just two men who, who have a, a context, that a perspective that a lot of people respect. That's why we're here right now sharing our insights. But the point is, at least as I see it, it's contextual. I agree with you. When it's your time, it's your time. There are no coincidences. And the so-called most high God, creator, whatever you call it, has never made a mistake, okay? But things happen when they're supposed to in their season. And I think, once again, looking at this movie with the aperture open, you see that. It wasn't It wasn't really the drugs that, that did her, took it. It wasn't her turn. Is what? What do a lot of us get? A kick in the stomach was what started everything. And when you get you mentioned the vegetarians and their diet choices, and I, I, I tell people I don't criticize anybody for their personal choices because all answers are correct. We're all in a meat body, so there's only a certain amount of time you're going to have in this meat body existence anyway. Mm. But mm. if you want to maintain it a certain amount of time, then you do X, Y, Z. But at the end of the day, your mind, as you were saying earlier, your mind is just going to and all of that. The high, I know people who eat pork chops and applesauce every day. They're some of the healthiest people that you ever meet. Why? Because they're happy, they're content, they're getting the most out of the life experience. Well, I know some veterans, they went out of here miserable, they died miserable deaths, but they were so-called healthy and pure. This isn't about beating anybody over the head for eating a, a pork chop or for eating some tofu. That's a personal choice. This is about, what did you just say a minute ago, evolution and elevation, and that's hey. what these movies are at this particular time trying to get people to do for themselves. 
not as 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 dogma teachers and preachers. I I, I'm, I disdain that. And the hits just keep on coming. Hey, I just I just pulled up something in the part in the movie. I'm getting ready to break off in a second, but we do have a caller. I'd like honoring people to call in number three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Let me see who this is calling in to chop it up with us for a second. Cause I just remember he wrote down the number one forty. That was the combination. The combination was mm-hmm. one forty for her to open the case. I'm getting ready to go in on the number 140 in just a second. But first off, let me open the line for the caller from the 908-804. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello? 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 Hi, this is Sheba Passionflower. Hey, Sheba Passionflower. How you doing? I am so psyched about this movie. I'm so glad that you inboxed me about it. But um, I'm listening to everything that y'all saying, and I saw so much watching this movie, the whole everything. I saw so much watching it, and I was so in sync with it. Um, it touched on a lot of stuff that I recently learned about spirituality and about the, the, the you know, different things. I've learned so much. But listen to how you put the white woman, because I sit on your page, on your Facebook page, I said the same thing. But how you put it to, um, how how Tony put it to, that we are the blind people because we were acting ditzy and all of that. And there was another thing that he said that you guys were talking about that I wanted to bring, that I wanted to talk about, and I forgot what it was. But what really got me is people are really saying, how did you get spirituality? How did you see all of this? And I'm going... Because I live it. Because when you're in it, yes. you see Check. everything. That's you right. see everything around you. When you're living it, you see other people's experiences that are related to it, and and looking at how things happen and everything that unfolded. And my big question that I ask people when they watch this: What happened to her at the end of the movie? And people were, oh, she turned into a computer. I said, so can I can reach 100% capacity of my brain? I'm gonna turn into a computer, and that kind of stumped them. But Mm, I'm so into this, like, I'm so into this, like, and and people were going, oh, it was about technology. And I'm going, y'all missed it. You missed it. And even after watching this, I'm going, I couldn't tell people, like, oh, you're so stupid. I couldn't do that because it made (laughs) me realize there were movies that I watched and said, what was that? Like, um, AI, the Steven Spielberg movie, I still am like, what was that? So I'm thinking now I need to go back and revisit some movies that I may have missed before just so I can pick up on it. And for some reason, Push is sticking out in my mind. I don't even remember it. I don't even know if I saw it, but I'm going home to find it and watch it and just so I can pick up on it. But this movie here, I walked out of the movie theater saying, best movie made, best movie that I could actually sit there and go through the whole thing point out clues, and I was quoting Lucy to everybody saying, remember when she said this, and when you, um, Tony, when you said we were, that this chemical was in our body, when the doctor right. told her that babies are born with this, when the mothers produce this when they're pregnant, all I could think about was the symbolism of the fact that children are the smartest creatures. They're the smartest humans because they come here with that knowing, they come here with that knowing, all knowing, and they lose it through the environment they're experiencing. 
So that yes. hit home for me. And it was something else. It, it's so many things that she said that stuck out to me that I had to go see it again to pick up to see what else I can see. And just because I enjoyed that experience, the, the movie really did it for me. And I'm on this call because I want to hear the rest of everything else you have to say. Did you have a and question? Because it sounds like, if I could say this, sister, uh, you, it sounds uh-huh. like you you were really went to that movie and you, you quote, unquote, you got it. I'm sorry, do you have, well, first of all, let me say this. You're the key to everything that happens, period. An enlightened mm-hmm. woman at this particular time is the key to a lot of stuff. And I'm not, I'm not talking about some trivial, mundane stuff. You know, you know if, if you wear locks, that's great. If you shave off all your hair, that's lovely. If you're still wearing perm, shame on you, but that's a choice, too. No, that's I'm not me. I'm talking about other level <laughs> stuff. I'm saying yeah. that, that's you You picked up on a lot of things when somebody said, oh, yeah, what about the internet? Am I going to turn to a computer? That's somebody. We can't beat them up. They just need, you know, they, yeah. they, you, you take them back to the beginning. It's like school. So two things I want to say to you. First of all, I'm, I used to publish a list of movies that people should go and see, and once they've seen all these movies, then I'll send you. There's no charge. I don't. There's no service or anything to it. It's. It's. If somebody takes the time to go see a, the list of movies that I put out, then I, the least I can do is give them some food for thought so they can connect their own dots. So if you want to yeah. connect with me, go light08radio at gmail.com. That's L-I-G-H-T-08 radio at gmail.com. You send me your email. That goes to anybody in the family. I'll give you a list of movies to, to check out. And you can do your own document, and that's the first thing. But now my question to you is, mm-hmm. and we talk. Let's let's jump. We we do relativity here. Me and Coach K, we we the kings of relativity, not just the linear way of going. So since you brought it up, the end of the movie. What did you think about the end of the movie? How it ended? What? what, what uh, never mind. With somebody who didn't get the whole thing. What did you, <laughs> what did you get out still, of the end? Of the movie? I am. Oh, I, no, oh. I am. I am an Abraham Hicks follower. So for me, to me, she became spirit. She became back to where she was before she entered into that body of physical. She became back to the non-physical. I, I strongly believe we're not humans having a human, having a, a spirit, you know, looking for spiritual experiences. We're spirits having human experiences on earth. So that's what she went back to. You spoke about something before about the purpose of this movie. I went to this movie to see what it was the filmmakers were putting into the movie now to introduce to us, to get us ready for what is about to become a reality for us. Check. And that Check. that did that. Awesome. So, yeah. I, I, she, went, she went back to non-physical, and, and I hope it is. It's it, awesome, baby! I'm hoping it, you know, opens the door well, for other people to look at it. The, the, the next level is going to be the most exciting of all things, and the irony of it is that the so-called sinister has a role in it, even if their 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 nefarious activities appear to be one thing. Nothing is what it totally appears to be, and their nefarious activities are actually accelerating their demise because they're forcing we to, yes. quote-unquote, evolve. And back to what yes. Coach Kay was saying about, Going up the elevator, being forced, dragged, and kicking up the elevator with all this mm-hmm. mayhem going on and fears, you know. And guess what? At the end of the day, if she hadn't went up the elevator, she wouldn't have got to the end of the movie. Check. Uh, exactly. What's yeah, the email yeah. again? 
What's your email Sorry. again? Light, L-I-G-H-T-08 radio at gmail.com. And I'm on, okay. I'm on, Coach, can I tell, can I do a shout out about my radio station here on Blog Talk? Absolutely, but y'all got me so hype. I want you to go on and I mean, you know you're gonna do it. I mean, you're gonna do lots of drops tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell everybody how they can find you. But go ahead because okay. she done well, I mean, got me so hype. It's light oh eight, light oh eight on um, light oh eight on uh, L I G H T O eight on on Blog Talk. Five years worth of content. There's some, there's some, there's, even even soul music. I do old school soul music shows, but even them will help to to people connect their own dots and go through the elevator. You know, willingly and on their own, uh, on their own accord. But sister, I applaud you because you get it, and and getting it doesn't mean you're any better than anybody. It doesn't mean no. that you're going to be able to walk on water, although you could if you wanted to. I getting could it just if I means that to. you have something else in your medicine bag that's going to help you for what did you just say? What's to come next? Because one thing that comes through loud and clear in that movie, and I gotta say this: there's a part in that movie. I, this is a spoiler, and I and I'm claiming it. But I'm giving this one to the family. It's easy. Watch the end of that movie and then go back and get 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is what started this wave of higher consciousness movie making. I'm a little older. That movie, 2001 A Space Odyssey, started all this. Watch that movie, how it starts. Watch how this one starts. You mentioned artificial intelligence. Watch how that starts, and you're going to see that there's not an accident and people connect the dots if they will, just like Prometheus, and the original Alien movie, although the maker of the movie said, no, nah, it's just a coincidence, well, then tell me why 33 years to the day Prometheus came out after the original Alien movie came out. That's another story for another time. But you, you're on it, sister. You're on the path. Connecting the dots is all we're really sent here to do when we're in a meat-body experience anyway. You know, mm-hmm. so there. All right. I'm ready to listen again, so I'm, I'm going back into listening mode. <laughs> Uh, Sheba, when, Sheba, when's your birthday? July 1st. All right, all right. So she's bringing that cancer energy into the house. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna just gonna keep up with the elementals that are on the, um, that are on the line. So, you got the water, as a, as a cancer. I'm the Taurus, which is the earth. And Tony's got the fire because he's a Leo. I got so you. Two looking, days, two days is my earth cycle day. It's August the ninth. Right. Two days. And so I'm, and so my I'm. My father is too. My father is too. Voila. They shouts out to Pops. <laughs> this is a dream come true. So look, Sheba, you just stay right there. I'm gonna put your I'm gonna put your phone back on mute, but I just want you to just, you know, stay in the stay in the building. Don't miss nothing and don't hang up. I'm not going anywhere. All right, peace. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So now look, so Tone, watch this. See, you just you just listen everybody, light O eight radio. You got to go on on listen. This the guy put me on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the listen. I think I have the worst marketing as far as letting people know where my show is at. This guy's got better content, and he's a worse marketer. He don't even tell nobody. Like I got four years of content. He got five, and he got old school soul music. He got that mandrel. He got the SOS band. Just type in Light 08 Radio and don't choke yourself. Okay, that's all I'm gonna tell you. Don't choke yourself. He got the best of the best. All right. So check my man out. On Blog Talk Radio, actually, it's light. I think it's just Light 08. If you put it, if they put in Light 08, L I T H T O 08, they'll 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 pull me up, you know. Bet. Or if look. you just email me Light 08 Radio at Gmail dot com. I we getting ready to crank it up again, Coach. And you know, I told you we've talked about some stuff offline. It's going to be exciting 
this last chapter of the of this experience that we all have in, at this particular time. So these are some exciting times, family. And 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 once oh. again, Coach, you said at the onset, and I love it because it, we met in the space. Have fun. You're not getting tested on any of this. Your only test is your life's experience. So have fun with it. Just use it and give and, and avoid pitfalls and you know blindside punches is how I put it. But this life experience is supposed to be just that experience. And you you miss everything trying to be right all the time or trying to be perfect because that's not what this meat body experience is about. The spirit that's having this experience is is just moving through. That's all. All right, good. Now, let me get back to this, because I just saw, this is why I didn't write anything down, because I knew that the channel was going to start happening when I got in the moment, and I'm watching the movie, and he writes down, I've seen the movie three times, and I'm like, why did he, why was the code to open the suitcase 140? My numerologist, you better get ready, and my astrology folks, my cosmo physicians, watch this. Everybody who's taking notes, write down, one plus two plus three plus four plus five plus six plus seven plus eight plus nine plus ten plus eleven plus twelve and add those numbers up the answer is going to be 78 that is the number of the cards in the tarot deck there's 78 cards there's 12 signs to the zodiac in the western cycle i don't we're not into arguing which one you use and all that i get accuracy with the west and that's what i'm using so there's 12 cycles, and there's 12, you know, there's, uh, when you add that up, it's 78 cards. So when you look in, there's a book called The Numerology and the Divine Triangle. I normally don't give up my jewels like that, but big shouts out to the Number Swami. You want to get really thorough in this, go to thenumberswami.com. Big shouts out to Natasha up in Queens. She's a monster. This is who put me up on this, her and my man, Tyrain. So I go and I say, let me look at the number five. Because 140, 1 plus 4 plus 0 equals 5. And in this book, it gives you the vibration for the number 5, which is at the lowest degree. And then because there's a 5, then there's 14, then there's 23, 32, 41, 50, uh, 69. All of those equal 5. I mean, I'm not 69, but 68, which is 14. 1 plus 4 is 5. Those are different vibrations. So I went and looked up the tarot symbolism of the number 5, and guess what it is, Tony? The Hierophant. The Hierophant. Well, let me ask you this, Coach. On the five, is it? A, watch this. You gonna love this. This is. This, I, I want you to build on this while you're in this. In, while you're on a roll. What happened on September the 11th, 2001? And add those numbers up. And is it a coincidence? You come up with the number five for that particular instance. Also, ah ha 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 ha. So did somebody know what they was doing? And then they give it to you back, they give you five in this movie? Interesting, isn't it? And hmm. then take it all the way back to Pulp Fiction, because this really could be called a briefcase movie. Remember in Pulp Fiction, they never showed you the contents, but every time somebody opened it, there was a glow in their face, and it changed their consciousness. There was a golden glow. I'm going to read what it is, what it says about the Herald font. Watch this now. The Hierophant represents our inner teacher, our inner hearing, our intuition. Sages have always said that release from all limitations comes to those who awaken their inner awareness. When she's opening this, 
she was afraid it was going to blow up because everybody's standing there pointing guns at her, standing behind shields. She don't know if it's a bomb in there. She don't know what's going on. She has to face all of her fears, and even the guy who has her life in his hands is behind the wall because he was like, I don't trust the dude either. You open it, and if you blow up. Did we all have to face all our fears September 11, 2001, or were our fears brought up to the forefront to be used on us? Interesting, isn't it? And the number five represents change, communication, new interest, and travel. Now, watch how they're setting you up. Now, mind you, this is at, um, what's this, 14 minutes into the movie, 13 minutes into the movie, she opens it up. That means in the script, it's only on page 14 of a 90-page movie because when you do these movies, every, every page is one minute. So we're only on page 13 of the entire movie, and she's opening this briefcase, and it changes her life forever because she thinks that after I drop this off, I'm going to take my $500 and I ain't going to say nothing and let me go on back downstairs. No, no, honey. It don't work like that. It says true inner hearing does not involve spirits, clairvoyance, and vision from the astral plane. Rather, true intuition is based upon the number four and key for the emperor. When the conscious mind gathers all the facts and feeds them into the subconscious mind, the subconscious acts upon this information and in a flash of intuition sends the correct analysis back to the conscious mind. This is true intuition based upon reason. And everything that she started doing, she started seeing the binary code. She started seeing the binary code. If you've watched the movie, you know what happens after that. He said, do you want a job? She was like, hell no. They knock her out. She wakes up. She got the joint in her pocket. But the Hierophant has been planted already. The Hierophant is the master teacher and is saying that it's inside. They planted the inducing of the drugs inside her belly. And then the trip came because they were all supposed to travel and yada, yada, yada. And then like Tone says, she gets kicked in the stomach. And that's most of us. Well, they say um, pain is a great motivator. Necessity is the mother of invention. Write that down. Necessity is the mother of invention. So that was a part of her change. And then Morgan Freeman comes on, and Morgan is sitting there chopping it up, talking about, yeah, uh, you know, um, uh, well, this is that. You know, the, the universe is such and such and such and such. Hold on. Let me, let me get to Morgan real quick because... I'm, key, I'm, I'm keying this up. I'm keying this up real quick. Watch me work, Tom. Watch me work. Hold on. Hold on. Huh. If I can get this volume to turn up here. Fine. Well, anyway, Morgan Freeman comes in the classroom, and he's talking about evolution right after she has her Hierophant experience. So you're going to have your Hierophant experience. You're going to have to realize that the guru is on the inside it's on the inside. And, and for you people who like to smoke a little something, 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 and think you're getting lifted or you want to do the um, ayahuasca, remember if you try to take shortcuts, it is painful. Because when she was laying on the floor in this evolution, remember Tony, it was so painful she had to do what? Knock herself out. So that's my piece on that right there on the number 140. Go look that up, everybody. Tony, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. 
Uh, we got a couple other callers on the line, too. I want to take a couple calls. They lighten up. Caller from the 678-437. Thanks for calling in the Coach K Radio, chilling out with Coach K and Tony tonight. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Tiffany, Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Tiffany. What's going on tonight? Hi, Coach. How are you? Oh, I'm very well, very well. What's happening? Nothing. I was... um. I just heard about the movie Limitless. I haven't seen Lucy, but it's on my to-do list. But Limitless was an exceptional movie. And uh, I just wanted to say that it was very it was very eye-opening. Well, this very, is very connected. Great movie. Connected. Have you seen Limitless? And another movie, this one, see that the proverbial they, and I, I that's a whole other show about who they really are, but there was a movie called Charlie that came out in the late 60s, early 70s. And at that particular time, the CIA and the Sinister was doing experiments. They, that's when they first started finding out about altered states of consciousness. And uh, I can't, Timothy Leary, I think he, he was the quarterback of, uh, of that whole thing. And there was a lot of experimentation with mind control and altered states. Yeah, like a mainstream candidate. Exactly. The LSD was used. They've been preoccupied with this because there's something that happened that's going on on the other side of, quote-unquote, linear consciousness. That's the, the end game. If you want to go back, there's the original episode of The Outer Limits. I tell the family, go watch the episode The Sixth Finger because it's the same thing. They, there's a lot of science fiction, quote-unquote, sequentially made to, to introduce the idea of what happens with altered states of consciousness including a movie called Altered States, which came out in 1980. So that you saw Limitless, you're actually seeing part um, uh what, what went on in this movie. And, uh, Coach, you know, um, this is an interesting conversation, and, I, and I'm, I'm so glad I was a part of it. Uh, forgive me, family. I've got to um, have something that I have to do. Coach, can you bring me back? Maybe we can do a part two, or at least my part of it. Uh, because I've really got something that I've got to do and I've got to move on. But uh, I really enjoyed it, and thank you again for having me, and thank you to family uh, for, you know, being there and participating in this enlightenment time as well as this discussion. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know, life, like we said, life happens, and we're going to keep having fun, so uh, no problem, big brother. I do, because um, I don't even know, like, if I go through all the calls, I might not even get to the points that I want to make, and definitely I want the um, some of the insight that me and you have discussed. We ain't even got to that part yet. Like I know, I know. Movie. So like, we just look. We have the fourteen minute mark for ninety minute movie. So yeah, if it's a part two, you're definitely gonna be um, you're definitely gonna be involved yeah. in it. So. Set it up. I'm there. Set it up. I appreciate you and the work that you do. Thank you so much for for the service that you provide to the family, uh, Coach K. Absolutely, My brother big brother from I'm another mother. For sure. All right. Peace. Bam. All right. Let me get to my next caller. Check out what's popping off here. Caller from the 870-872. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? It's your pastor, Brother K. Oh, shucks. Look at there. I done picked up. See, this is how the universe works. This is how the universe works. Like one, one co-host leave, and then the co-host who I thought he had to work tonight, pops up for the, to, to take over the rest of the shift. So I hope you ain't got nowhere to go tonight. I hope you ain't got nowhere no, to go. I don't go. have anywhere to go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my pastor down in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, 
Reverend Richard Bullard. Put your hands together for my pastor, Reverend Richard Bullard. Now, oh man, you don't go to church. If he's your pastor, he must be like a gangster or something, or he must be like a rapper or something. No, the brother went to theological school. He has his own church. He has a choir. He has a youth ministry. He got the whole nine. But the first sermon I heard him do was called The Tao of Jesus. And he had me from there. And I, because I was without what they call a home church outside of, you know, where I grew up at. And I was like, oh, he's talking about the Tao of Jesus. Oh, this is my church right here. And this is my pastor. So, everybody, this is Reverend Richard Bullard. And he, I think he saw Lucy before I did. And he had like some commentary about it. So, I think it's just apropos that he would come in tonight exactly like what, without a cue. Because I didn't even know he was on the line. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm up in the building. So definitely Tony had to check out. Boom, Reverend Bullard is in the building. So, hey, you can start wherever you want, Brick Brother. Go ahead and handle it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I appreciate the conversation that you and Tone was having. Um, I want to add to Tone's list of movies, uh, Adjustment Bureau. Uh, I think that's a, that's a great movie, too. Cold Break. Um as well as, you know, the Matrix is, a, is all part of It's all good. Even even the idea of the Man of Steel, Superman, I think that has to be involved in a part of the conversation as well. But the um, thing that um, uh, I think y'all are making, you know, all the great points. I know there's some other things you want to bring out. But there, there are a couple of things that um, I guess not necessarily concerned, but made, that I was aware about or made aware about in watching this movie. Now, notice the movie is about what happens if you use 100% of your brain, you know, going up the scale from 10 to 20 to, to 50 to 60 to 70 to 90, and then, boom, 100. But I, the thing that concerns me or that I have a question about is, so will the universe be better if people evolve to use 100% of their brain? Now, notice the emphasis on 100% of the brain. What about 100% of your brain and your heart? Now, something I've learned from, uh, uh, I think it's heart math, what they did with the, the, the integration of the, of the brain and the heart, um, is that your heart perceives before your brain recognizes. And they've done different experiments to, to show that people, you know, with flashcards, um, that they perceive something dangerous about to happen in their heart or their second brain uh, before the brain itself knows it and before the hand or the body responds. So the question that I ask is, is this showing us the difference between illumination and enlightenment? She was illumined, but was she enlightened? She was smart. She was smart, intelligent, but was she wise? You know, what was her moral development? Now, you and I both know from our teachings with our, our master teacher that the that there are dark masters. There are there are masters of the spirit world who who are what you would call evil, or they don't have no type of love in them. Uh, they they are on the you know, just for lack of a better word, the dark side. Um, so does an enlightened mind 
necessarily mean, or so it doesn't illumine mine, necessarily mean a more loving universe, a more mm. integrated universe. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, mm. Next question I, I actually uh, want to bring about or ask about um, is, did the, do people have an idea about watching that movie? Well, how do you increase um, your brain capacity? Whoop. How do you do it? Whoop. What is the method? What are the practices in which you need to be able to increase it? It's one thing to celebrate the movie that you can do it, but what are the practices? How do you turn on higher capacity of your brain to perceive of the world? And then the final question that I think that uh, I want to bring about uh, bring to the discussion is, okay, she, let's, let's assume that at the end she disappears and she says, I'm everywhere. So she's spirit. Lady said she's spirit or she's non-local. Okay? Right. So, so the question comes, where does she place her where does she place her consciousness because she doesn't have a body so she can you know move in well where she can actually um explore other regions of the universe wow so oh, the universe man. is being expanding so don't oh. you need if every every mind must have a body, so if she is spirit, then what vehicle does she place her consciousness in, whereby she can have experience? Because as you know, to be everywhere is to be nowhere. Mm. To know all is to know no thing. Let me. I'm gonna start from the. I'm gonna start from number three. I wanted to go back to number two. <laughs> I don't even. It don't even. It don't even like. I gotta go and start with number three because this takes me back to the my master teacher I was studying with. Originally, my first master teacher was Malachi Z. York of the Nuwapian Nation, and the and the affirmation was, "I am in the love of all, and all love is in me." I am a part of all, and all is all is a part of me. I am one with all, and all is one with me. I can be all that I wish in the all as long as my wish is to stay in the all. I am never alone. All is, I am. All can, I can. All does, I do. When she realized early on in the movie when she was on the operating table and she was she called her mother, and was saying that she was having this rush of memories and she was really letting her tentacles out and she could really feel everything, the pulse. That was the beginning of her releasing her ties to the earthly plane. And you and I know through studying with Dr. G in the body of light work, the real high-end masters at the end, they don't die they just expire, turn the light, and you come in there and the clothes is laying on the bed, maybe some fingernails. And then you mm-hmm. see go outside and you see a rainbow. Now, she had to realize, just like any master who's ascending or anyone on the path, you have to first 
realize what are the capabilities. That's what very good teachers do and master teachers do. They reveal to you what the capabilities that you already have inside of you. So remember, she was already, she, she put the 140 in, which was the Hierophant. So the Hierophant is the master teacher in ancient Egypt. Look them up. You'll know what the Hierophant is. Go to Google, and I ain't going to do all your homework for you, everybody. And she realized that I could connect with all. He said, I'm going to give you some, um, I'm going to give you an anesthesia. She was like, no need. I'm past that. You just go ahead and start cutting. You just go ahead and, you know, just start pulling this out of my stomach already. She knew that she was moving back into all. And I guess if I got to, because somebody's going to call in, we're going to keep talking about the end of the movie. I'm going to skip to it. At the end, big shout out to Sister Myra, not in what do we call spirit? Dark matter. There's more dark matter in the universe than there is light. When you look at all the stars, all the stars are in a bed of darkness. There's more darkness than there is light. And there's more empty space than there is things that are actually that you could touch. And when she realized that through her ascension and her evolution, it was just almost like easier for her because the activation, the power, like it's like the uh, the the surgeon told her the atomic bombs had already started popping off inside of her. So she now is moving at a very high rate of speed. Hers was reduced, but she still had to change her environment. A surgeon mm-hmm. in a, an you change your environment. So that goes back to your second How do we get this without the, without the full induction but we have these things inside of us. You first have to change your environment and really don't just change your environment. Everybody says, oh, change, change. I want everybody to down. You must optimize your environment. You want to optimize by changing it. Don't just change and say, I moved, but you kept the same people or you kept the same philosophy. Optimizing sometimes involves changing loca- physical location, but definitely changing your thoughts, changing how you um, how you uh, 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 look at things and and perceive things. And like Morgan Freeman, because now I'm at the 22 mark of the movie, he says, "What does the cell do? What does the cell do? The cell says, up under some conditions, I become immortal." He shouts out to Dr. G down there in New Orleans. Everybody who was at the after workshop know what I'm talking about. Or you reproduce. You start to reproduce, which is later on when she came back and asked, who was Morgan Freeman? You know, because when you do a movie in Hollywood, you kind of get typecast. So no matter what Charlotte Johansson does, everybody's going to know her as the Black Widow. But when you see Morgan Freeman, Rev, what do you, what's the first character that comes to mind? So for me, it's Shawshank Redemption. Well, the one after and that is... And Miss Davis, you know, driving Miss Daisy, you know, you think about that. You know, he plays... You're right about him. He, uh, but guess what? But guess what? But guess what? Guess what? He played God, too. He played God. He played God, too. That's right. And, and uh, God. Bruce Almighty. Ah, yeah. So she came back, and she asked God. She didn't ask the chauffeur. And even if she did ask the chauffeur from, from uh, Driving Miss Daisy, she asked him for direction. Here she is. Right. Still- and, and in Shawshank Redemption, he was the man that could get anything. He was the man that could get anything. And she went and went out of she went out of all the scientists in the world 
she was like, yo, I like what you're doing about the brain. You know, it's a little room. It's what she says. It's a little, uh, it's a little rudimentary, but you know, you got a good start. And he was like, say what? Is this a joke? And that's also, I want to switch it over to Morgan Freeman. There's some Morgan Freemans amongst us who are, he was doing all he could. He said he wrote over 6,000 papers. Why do you think he wrote over 6,000 papers on the human brain, on the human mind and consciousness? Because he's a teacher. He's a, he symbolizes the master teacher, and she was the unknowing student at that time. Because when she called him up with questions and he had the answer, then she was assuming the student role. And she was showing to me, which is one of the highest faculties in the development of consciousness that people lack all the time, is humility. Let me give myself a shout-out on that one. Let me give myself a dream come true. <laughs> it's awesome, baby! She expressed humility. Can you talk about, in this, even in your practices, Reverend, how big humility is, or on your personal journal journey, on your personal journey and the people that you've helped mentor inside and outside of your church and congregation and even people that are in your peer group, what do you think or how or where does humility gauge in when it comes to spiritual elevation? Well, obviously, um, to go up, you must come down. And therefore, when you can surrender your um, your ego to learn from someone who is um, – more knowledgeable than you or who has what you want, then you can go up. So but many times pride, our pride of the ego is such a low emotion that it blocks you from higher levels of, uh, of growth and being and evolution. So as it says in the Bible, whoever exalts himself shall be a base brought down, and whoever humbles himself shall be raised, exalted. So... The point is, is that humility is just a a act of contrition, where you evolve, involve yourself, to allow yourself to grow, to involve, to evolve, and so um, so therefore it's a it is a necessary step to expand, to to go in, to go out, in out, and to be able to humble yourself before uh, higher spiritual teachers. To learn. Many times, as you know, people, uh, when they think they know and their cup is full, they can't take any more. So what do you have to do? Empty your cup. Mm. You, have to empty, you have to empty yourself. You have to come down. You have to incarnate. So the idea of us, like the lady said, we are spiritual beings having a human experience, but why are we having this human experience? is a part of our humiliation, is a part of our humility to be wrapped in clothes of flesh and have to experience limitation, space and time, dense space and time, so that we can uh, learn, so that we can uh, understand, so that we can rise up. And so that's the, that's the purpose and that's the value of students going to school, humbling themselves before their teacher so that teacher can give them and the experience can give them 
the necessary cocoon, limited movement, guidance, so that they can become the butterfly that they are. But if you don't stay in that humble state for the proper amount of time, you will not get the nurturing and the nourishment that you need to develop the wings that you require to become the butterfly, to metamorphosize, to become a higher being. And so this is the symbolism of the story of Jesus and other uh, solar deities is that they incarnate, which is their humiliation. They incarnate into this world as you, as me, as other things, and they go through the discipline of life, third-dimensional existence. And if they master that, they raise themselves up, resurrection, and then they ascend. So it's all connected. So that's that's the whole, at least that's my understanding of why humility is so important, humility of mind, humility of body. Where's where's my where's my stuff at? Where's my stuff? And the hits just keep on coming. It's awesome, baby. Yeah, I gotta take some more calls. Don't go nowhere. Caller from the one one one. I guess you're calling in from Skype. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, you calling from my Skype caller? Take your phone off mute. Hello, caller from the one one one. Going once. Hello. Okay. Hello. Yes. What's your name and where you calling from? Music. I'm calling from Baltimore. What's your um, name? Music. Music. How you doing? Thank you. I'm good. How are you guys? Very well. Doing great. Good. Okay. So I went to see the movie the other day, and I have a, a couple of uh, things to say, and I have a question at the end. Um, like you stated. Um, at the beginning with the other uh, brother that was on uh, first, you stated that something to the effect like this movie pretty much was the, all of the other movies pretty much led up to this particular movie. And I was kind of saying the same thing, excuse me, to a, a friend afterward. I said, I feel like this movie um, it's pretty much it's nothing else that needs to be said. I mean, they can make more movies, but they'll only probably be retouching on stuff that was already made. But I felt like this movie was kind of like the finale, and um, and I also thought about the Lucy, whatever everybody was up and on about the white lady or whatever, and I couldn't figure out exactly like what. I mean, I know it had ties somewhat to you know, the the first woman that was supposed to be uh, found that was African uh, based upon the little scene back and forth with her and the um, primate interacting. But I thought it had little to do with that, and I thought that maybe, and I wanted to get your uh, perspective on it, that maybe the whole Lucy name, because I felt like this movie was like the icing on the cake pretty much as far as information, if you if you think that maybe the reference to Lucy was saying, okay, she was the beginning, the first mother of civilization or what have you, and this movie is the finale, is there something like symbolizing like the beginning of the end, pretty much of whatever type of phase we're in right now? And also in regards to the part when she was um, 
telling Morgan, she was like, I'm losing my, you know, humanity. I felt like, um, I'm sorry, excuse me. When you are, um, when you become, when you, if you use 100% of your brain capacity, first of all, I don't think in this human shell that we will ever be able to experience anything like that because it's just too much. And I feel like, um, in, in my opinion, I don't know, you could, you know, talk about it, what you think about it. I don't think that, um, you know, when you were able to, when we go back to the all, we're not going to be, you can't, you know, have human emotions. That's a human thing to me. You know, because she's like, I don't have any fear. I don't feel this or that or whatever. So I don't really think if we were able to, as humans, to use 100% of our capacity, if we would, I don't even think that's possible. But um, but I just want to get your take on the whole, the reference to Lucy, because I really think it was just, pretty much a very light reference to it. Um, oh, and the movie was 89, and I'm sorry, one quick other statement. The movie was 89 minutes, so I said, well, how long was this movie? Because it seemed kind of short, and it was only 89 minutes. And I was telling a friend, she was like, well, how did you, how was it? And I was like, well, it was, the information in it, I loved it, but I felt like I was in a, in a classroom listening to a dissertation, and when I thought about it, well, that was the whole scene with Morgan. You know, when he was first introduced, he was in this whole classroom setting, like a movie theater setting. And um, is it 90 minutes where the human um, absorbs the most information? I'm not for sure if you could just uh, elaborate on that. And that's it. Thank you very much. Okay. Stay on the line while I go into some of those excellent questions. And I'm definitely going to let uh, Reverend Bullard uh, get a little piece of that, too. I'm kind of biting at the bit. Reverend, do you want to go first on that one, or you want me to uh, jump in first? It's up to you. I mean, I have some thoughts about what she said about uh, 100% of your brain. But let me just go on and just say my part, and then I'll let you get into the metaphysics of it. Uh, okay. I actually had the same question that she had about the 100% of the brain. But let's remember, we're only talking about brain. And just because you use 100% of your brain does not mean you have maxed out intelligence. The brain is, is flesh. And so that means that you have, to me it would mean that you have, um, <clears throat> you have maxed out third-dimensional reality. But what about ninth-dimensional? What about mm. the 22nd? So my point is, is that evolution for me is ongoing. So in that sense, I would have a little difference about um, <clears throat> the movie. I don't think that, I don't think that the, uh, the uh, how can I put this, is that consciousness is limited by the brain. I think that uh, uh like I said before, the heart knows before the brain knows. So I would say that you are more than your brain. As a matter of fact, the image of your brain is a projection of your consciousness. So consciousness is pro- is primary. And I think uh and I and I, I believe that um uh yes, we don't use we don't use full brain capacity. 
So the idea of evolving just in the human body alone is good. But there's something beyond that, and that is the all, the consciousness of what we, that, what we call the universe or God or Atman or whatever, um, takes us beyond brain power because the brain is, is limited. So whether you so whether so whether you become whether whether you become the smartest man in the world, smartest woman in the world, uh, based upon your brain, well, it depends on the context of your world. But what if your world goes beyond this solar system, goes beyond this Milky Way? What if it goes beyond into other dimensions? And you don't have a brain then. Hmm. But you have consciousness. So let's not limit ourselves. And that's why I said in my last question, so let's say you become spirit. You let's say let's say you become uh you you escape the limitations of the body brain complex. So where do you put your consciousness to explore higher realities? You've gotta have some body so it's not physical, but you got to have somebody that you and I would call a light body, a solar body, to be able to explore, to to be able to explore higher realities or higher worlds or the primordial world. Excellent, excellente. My piece I wanted to add in is there is no going back to the all. See, the word the is a definite article, so there's no all over there. And then there's no, then all over here. All is. That's it. You can't take away from the all or add to it, but you can have a relative limited or expanded realization of being in the all. But let's take it from a baby's perspective. And that's not, 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 not necessarily a metaphysical baby, just a physical baby. When the baby is born, he knows his mother's touch, his mother's breast. He doesn't know what city he's in, but it doesn't mean he's not in Baltimore. If he's born at the hospital in Baltimore, there's a couple of things that are absolute. He's in Baltimore. He's in Maryland. He's in the United States. He's on the East Coast. He's on the planet Earth. He's in this particular galaxy and solar system that we call the Milky Way. He doesn't know that, though. All he knows is his mama because that's, that, that's as far as he's expanded at that particular time. Now, it's debatable whether the child comes in, you know, you know, knowing these things, but I'm just talking about from the outside looking in, this child doesn't know whether he's in Baltimore or whether he's in Bug Tussle. So people, when they say, I'm going back into the all, you have to remember and have your own Lucy experience that you're in the all now, whether you realize it or not. You're, you're always in the all. You can't get out of all. Where would you go? You can't add to all. You can't take away from it. You're always in all at all times. That's why we don't put the word the in front of it. We don't say I am a part of the all. We say I am a part of all. So that, and then there's got to be this meditation because the meditation of the microcosmic, because on the inside of you, is a direct replica of the macrocosm, the macrocosm that is everything that is 
known and unknown. So the 100% that her brain went to that we're even talking about is still something that I call human folly. Humans put numbers on things so they can uh, puff their chest out. Like right now, we think that 300 is a high IQ. There's, um, if you type in 300 IQ, it was a guy who re- recorded with a 300 IQ um, in the 1800s. Like the highest IQ right now is around 280. If somebody walked up to you and they said they had a 250 IQ, even President Obama would be impressed because he doesn't have a 300 IQ. But in other planets and other dimensions, we know in our talk that there are beings that have four, five, and six-digit IQs. So if, if you have a 300 IQ and look at me and I got an 85 IQ, I look at you like a genius. But then when you turn around and look at a being who has a 175,000 IQ, then we look back at the relativity of it all because we are a primal race. Remember what he says, we've only been using 10% collectively, and we spend most of our energy on creating destruction and foolishness. Dr. Dr. Gibson said, why is the tallest building not temples anymore? Why are the tallest institutions um, banks and, and, and sky rises where people can stay at? Why they don't have any because temples? Your banks, because your banks are your temples. <laughs> 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 but anyway, man, uh, you, you, I, just got a, I, I just have a, a, a text message from uh, uh, one of uh, Dr. G's students, uh, Crystal, and I think she's in area code 309. She's been biting at the bit trying to get in this conversation, man. So she, she wants me to tell you, connect her. <laughs> I know you ain't talking about Crystal who don't never want to take pictures from 309673. That I just open, <laughs> That's exactly I just, what I'm talking about. I, I just, the one I just opened her mic wide open, you talking about that one? Yeah. <laughs> Come on here. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I want to say, um, Lucy, I was highly anticipating it, and I wasn't let down at all. I saw so many things. First of all, the one of the first images that caught my attention was the mouse trap. The mouse trap. Um, as, as soon as I seen it, of course we knew, okay, she's walking into a trap. But not only that, since we're talking about evolution, the trap of the physical body, the physical senses, and throughout the movie, she exceeded all of that. She she went beyond the trap of of the human nature because later it showed how she kind of um, <clears throat> from the movie's point of view transcended um, emotions. She was in in between the stage when she called her mother when she was having all these different memories from childhood and birth and uh, she was able to let out some emotions and cry but she went beyond that as the movie progressed along. So that mouse trap um, trap set the whole pace for the whole movie for me. I saw so many different things from that mouse trap. It was just deep. Um, the end, the black um, substance that was over her, and you covered some of it, but the first thing I thought about, like you said, dark matter, how dark matter absorbs light anyway, energy, and even in the movie, she was consuming everything in sight, energy, because that dark substance was on her, and I thought about the primordial energy that she connected with, how you talked about the awe, and that was just mainly sub... um, I guess um, trying to get it together of what this black substance was. 
to me it was that dark energy, that primordial matter that she connected with. And um, there was no need for that physical body anymore because she transcended all of that. And again, it goes back to that mouse trap. She perceived the traps that was happening. Um, she was able to tap in to the system. Um, it showed when she first saw the uh, electrical currents of the trees, uh, how she was able to tap in and knew where the the, um, the guys were trying to get the drugs. I mean, she knew everything. It, it was just it was just beyond. I mean, I will see it again. I haven't seen it twice, but I, I will see it again. I love that movie, and I like what you talked about about the the eye, eyes being blue. I didn't even think about that concept, but that was interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, this is a real moment right here, uh, Reverend Bullet. We better write this down right here. You know what I'm saying? Because this one, this is the in the back of the room. I ain't got nothing to say. Don't take my picture. Uh, uh, a mystery woman then showed up talking about. Okay, I don't like taking pictures, but I enjoyed that movie, and I, I love the images in there because again, Im- imagery and symbols they, they speak more than words, and people it stays with people. It might have a different perception with people, but the images stay. And like I said, that mouse trap was the one that stayed with me from the beginning because I just thought about her um, exceeding the, the trap of the physical body, of the physical senses, and she just went beyond. I and mean, it was just, I don't even know if the word is beyond limitless. She just exceeded, and she connected at the end with that primordial substance, and, and that was it. That's what I thought so about Chris, the dark so, energy. So, Chris, let me ask you a question. Having seen the movie and been inspired by it, how do you apply this? In what way do you make use of this movie for your own personal um, spiritual practice or science practice or whatever? Well, for me personally, um, meditation um, helps a lot of people, and I think there are different um, paths for individuals. Um, I think um, Dr. Gibson, you speak about if if a higher being – was able to impart enlightenment on somebody. Uh, for me personally, I, I think what I have learned from Dr. Gibson is just keep applying it, but I think the more that we apply, we, we open ourselves up more to that growth. It, it's just like um, if you apply little, the results are going to be little. I think the more that we apply, we open ourselves up to growth for more information. And just like she, she was able to get more information it wasn't just limited. She was able to get more information because those senses, um, with more drugs she had, I I'm sorry, I don't want to use the word drugs, with that more energetic substance that she had, she was able to tap into more. Hold on one second, Crystal. Hold on. Hold, hold on one second. Um, everybody, do not hang up. If you're listening and you're um, on, online, you need to call in 347-205-9089. 347-209-9089. Nine zero eight nine because the show is getting ready to stop streaming online, so you're not going to be listening on your computer, but you can listen on the phone. So do not hang up because you're not you won't be able to call back in. Okay, so everybody stay on the line. But if you're listening through the computer, you better call in in the next thirty seconds three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine because we still got callers on the line and we're going through the after party. So back to you, Crystal. Thank you. Okay. Um, as far as that total answer, Richard, I am still learning. I don't really have a full answer for that because I think on a minute level, each person in their own spiritual experiences may have glimpse of the different things she may have experienced on some level. It might be just minute, but we haven't um, fully ex- um, experienced it 100%.
So I, I just think with just the evolving of um, human beings, period, that was just an introduction this movie showing us that it's coming, no matter what, it's coming. It's coming. We say it's already here, but it's an introduction for us. All right, that sounds good to me. Bam! Yeah, but I didn't want to keep you. I called several times. I was like, all right, let me hang up. I'll I'll call back. (laughs) No, 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 no. But I really, really enjoyed the show. Oh, no, it's not over. Don't go anywhere. It's not over. You look, I got, I got, no, you just, you just chill. You just press one because you may want to come back on again. And so now that I know it's you, I want you to press one right now. That'll lower your hand. And then when you, uh, then when you press it again, because I know you're going to have something else to say, because I got some more stuff that's going to trigger you. You know what I'm saying? I got some more blue drugs for your stomach, you know? So I want you to press one again when you want to come back on, or you can just, Text Reverend Bull again like you did. You know, you see how we follow instructions. We ain't want to fuck no trouble. She was like, what, what did you say <laughs> earlier about the emotions? Because what I thought was interesting in this movie oh, is that the higher oh. she evolved, she she oh. was like emotionless. So oh, oh, that made me oh, think about. Oh, 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 oh yeah. wait, wait. Oh, oh, okay, okay, got, got you. Good question. Remember when um, she walks into the hospital and the guy pulls the gun on her? Like the police officer pulls the gun on her, and she's and um he's like uh, she she makes everybody fall out, and then she drops all the bullets, and then she says, "All right, we gotta go. Come on, come on, go with me." Um, he says, "Well, what use what use am I to you? You know, you got. I mean, you just. I mean, you can't be beat. I couldn't even pull the trigger. What use am I to you?" And she said a reminder and kissed him. Now with women. Normally, not all of y'all, but a lot of y'all, kissing denotes emotional attachment. And mm-hmm. my other, my other uh, 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 church member down there uh, with all the big hair, I ain't going to call no names unless they call in, they said that they didn't like that there wasn't enough representation of emotions in the movie. But that factor where she was like, yo, I still need a man. I still want you to be around you know what I'm saying, for that support. So she wasn't emotionally attached to um to to Morgan, but she was she wanted to maintain at least that part of an emotional groundedness with the man. When she kissed him, everybody forgot about the kiss because like you said, they're thinking about the trap, they're thinking about the gunplay, they're thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, um all the other things that she did, but just a kiss, because I forgot about the um about the mouse trap. But the kiss was the symbolism of I need that reminder. And and remember, she told her parents the remembrance was, you know, I love you. Now, back to the, uh, Reverend Bullitt's first question was, does enlightenment mean in illumination? Because illumination comes from the heart. So now I got to go back to the Circle 7 Quran by Noble Drew Ali. He said, mm-hmm. keep the heart, he said, keep the hearts and minds pure with love and the body clean with water. He said, keep the heart first, hearts and minds pure with love. You must keep the hearts and minds pure with love. So that's for all my moors out there. If you're not a moor, you don't read the Circle 7 Quran, then go get unto thee I grant. Go get your Rosicrucian text and go get unto thee I grant. Or you can go get the Aquarian Gospels, Jesus to Christ, and put it all together. But he said, keep the hearts and minds pure with love. Hearts is what? Leo. Heart is Leo. Mind is what? Aries. 
Love is everything, but love is still represented in the Zodiac by Leo, which, root, which, which takes me back to this whole movie was about her emotional connection to humanity, not just one person, but to humanity. That's what he said. If somebody says, share what you got, that means you show in love. Dr. Gibson's book, uh, nine, um, uh, nine, nine, nine Insights to a Happy and Successful Life, he says, you got to give away a part of your fortune. She didn't have money. She had all this knowledge. He right, said, and I love that part. I love that part. He said, pass but let me ask you guys, let me ask you guys is that a sign of advancement to be emotionless? I'm glad you said that, oh. Richard, because when she oh. walked into the, the operating room, remember there was a guy that was having like some type of open surgery, I don't know if it was his heart, and she looks yeah. up on the screen and then she just shoots the guy on the operating table and so you couldn't save him anyway. The thing with her higher perception, intuition, her knowledge of knowing and being connected to different things that the other, other humans couldn't um, perceive is like she knew something about um, humans being more than what they are and death wasn't the end. So it's like she took into her own hands of, oh, in the sense of, I would say playing God, but she you know, killed a lot of people. But she wasn't really concerned with that because she seemed like she knew there was more to this physical substance that we're in. That's that's what really interests me about being emotionless because it's like why have these emotions when you already know this and that and what's beyond. It was just really interesting. But back to what you were saying, Richard. I don't think she well, was emotion I don't think she was emotionless. I think she was in mastery of her emotions. Because right. when you go because when you go to a funeral now, but since I got on the brown skin, I'm gonna just speak for black people. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they in there just Balling out of control because they don't know. So they are emotionally clueless. And because I'm not crying or like they're crying or I'm not losing control like that is because of my practice. Like Reverend Bullet said, my mind, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm using 20%, but I'm using more than I was using when I was caught up in the lower levels of Christianity or any type of religion. So I'm not emotionally connected to it on the lower level. I'm emotionally connected on the higher level because what is emotions? Emotions is energy in motion. Emotions, that's what the, the E is for energy. E equals MC squared. It's an energy. Love, joy, pain, suffering, all of those things inspire us to move in different ways. If I'm afraid of something, I'm going to move a certain way. If I love something, I'm going to move a certain way. If I'm angry about something, I'm going to move a certain way. If it's, if, even if it's me showing humility, if I'm expressing humility and emotion because it, um, it determines my actions by the way that I am ex- uh, expressing you know, myself and what kind of actions I'm expressing myself. Okay, that's my piece on that. Now go ahead, Reverend Bullet, if you, if you have another piece on that. Interesting. No, I was just, I'm, I'm not just a question to uh, think about it in terms of uh, Crystal mentioned the part where she went in and she killed the man uh, based on the fact of her knowing that they weren't saved and couldn't save him. But the other side of it is, is that um, we are here to, we are here on this earth to have stress and pressure that build emotions and, and uh, gives experience so that we can not only develop our mind and know things, but at the same time that we develop wisdom uh, yes. in you the know, process. Um, 
I'm, I'm so, thinking a little and, different too, Richard. I, I hear what you're saying when you said we're here in a sense to have stress. Like, are we really? Because a lot of times we're fearful of death, and if we don't know what's really going to happen after death, that's why that fear is there. And we probably won't really have what that much stress because things that we're going through, are they really that important? I mean, is this really interesting? I don't know. It's, and I have a lot uh, of mixed uh, thoughts on that. So, hmm. I'm, I'm mixed thoughts about what? I'm not understanding you mentioned about us being on this earth that we're we're supposed to have stress to uh, produce a certain effect out of us. I was just wondering because well, it's the same way that in a way a coal becomes a diamond through stress. In in other words, in other words, um, what I'm saying is that the emotion creates a type of learning, um, okay. and therefore it creates a type of mastery that we come through the experience that we we gain. And yeah, so okay, if you short circuit it if you short circuit and looking for a kind of shortcut, then do you get the wisdom? So uh, take yeah, for example that a lot of people that know like in any little simple thing, you may you may know how to play basketball. You may know how to shoot. But have you learned the wisdom of how to play with a team and how to win? And so that comes through the experience of dealing with the, the yin and the yang, the up and the down of mm-hmm. um, this experience. And it might be just more of control, too, when I think of emotions. I mean, maybe she was just so much in control of her emotions that she was beyond it, but it just left me really thinking about the whole concept of evolving and the state of emotions that she was in that seemed like it was absent. But it, it was interesting, a very interesting movie. Okay. So, I think I'm done. I'll, be, I'll just be listening right now. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to um I'm I'm gonna add I'm gonna add this part. Um I'm gonna add this part right here. I'm gonna put you back on mute, Crystal, but I'm gonna just add this before I move on to the next caller. And this is how I sum up what we came down here for. Growth is the purpose, everything else is the result. Growth is the purpose, so the um stress on a muscle. So I agree with Doc. Uh, I mean, Reverend Bullard, I call him Doc, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, the stress on a muscle is how you get bigger muscles. When you start to run and um, if you want a larger lung capacity to breathe more quality of air, you got to stress them out by running or doing jumping jacks or doing some type of cardiovascular activity. That helps you grow. The lung tissue has to grow. So everything about us, we are human beings having a physical experience, but we came down here to planet Earth which is really hell. This is the hell right here. This is the ghetto. This is the training ground. It ain't supposed to be nice. So the spirit can grow because of what our gift from the creator has been, which is free will. I think that God is the biggest comedian in the world. He gave us free will so he could just have a show 24 hours a day. Because when we were in the ethers or, quote, unquote, in heaven, another region of the all, all we did was obey. We were just nice angels, and, you know, God told us to do something, and then we obeyed. But when we came down here to earth, got a, got a little bit of amnesia and got free will, boy, did we start cutting the food. And then you start to be able to say, here's the wisdom. We gain the wisdom through how am I going to use my ability to choose um, right and wrong or, as I would say, agreeable or disagreeable. So that's my piece on that. And I'm also queuing up a little piece Right here, I want everybody to listen to real quick. Let me 
Let me, let me play this, what she tells him when she stabs him in the hand. She stabs him in the hand and she says, Learning is always a painful process. Like when you're little and your bones are growing, you may call it heart. She said growing is always a painful process. That's what she says right there, uh, Reverend, uh, Reverend Bullitt. I don't know if everybody can hear it, but I got it on my, on, on my little speaker. But she says growing is always a painful process. That's the first thing, that's the first lesson that she taught him. And that was the guy who put the drugs in her belly. And somebody made a point, too, before I go to the next caller. When you look at the Chinese system of the three Dantians in the body, the blue, the blue booster was put around her lower Dantian, the Dantian right. around the navel, her power source, the Ming-Ming channel. If you draw a line between your navel and the um, point at the back of your spine, that's the Ming-Ming channel. And it was placed in her power center. That's where you develop your chi. So it, it, it even symbolically, now I'm looking, oh, y'all put it in China and put the bag and develop her Dantian first. And then as the, as the energy, she had, to, had, she had to cultivate the energy by the things that she did, seeking out Morgan Freeman and growing and so on and so forth. And um, the killing the man, she knew that he wasn't like, she knew, she was like, it's over anyway. Y'all going to be here all day. I'm going to help humanity, which goes back to the movie Wanted. The movie Wanted with uh, Angelina Jolie, and the, uh, Morgan Freeman was in that. And it was the, the policy was kill one so a thousand may die. And he had a problem killing one person, and then a whole lot of people suffered after that. So that's just a whole nother show. Let me go back to my next caller. Caller from the 804-931. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Natasha, thanks. Natasha, where are you calling from? Richmond, Virginia. Thank you, Natasha. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome. I hope you guys are doing well also. We're doing very well. Did you have a comment or question or feedback for us tonight? Yes. Um, I want to say, um, you know, the uh, last lady that just hung up um, and the first lady that came online, um, truly um, I resonate with what they're um, speaking um, when I saw this movie, I came out the movie crying because it was so it had such an impact on me. Um, when I was a teenager, I used to always say, and I thought, you know, well, maybe I'm just weird, but I didn't want to have an oil hill. I wanted to be back into the all, and some people couldn't understand that. But being in the all is. You, like you said, and I, I said it under Dr. Malakazi York as well, you can't add to it or take away from it. And some people can't understand that. Or Phantom, you know, she said it in the movie, you think you're an individual. You're not an individual. We're all in this together. You know, if, once you reach that, 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 the consciousness, the state that she, where she, at the end of the movie, the man said, well, where is she? Where are you? She said, I'm everywhere. You know, it was limitless, you know. And then I know I think someone said something about, you know, you couldn't, they couldn't imagine us getting to that state. Well, you know, in books before the Bible, Enoch and, and other people, they they reached that state without, you know, leaving, um, leaving the physical body, without death, you know, um, being able to, you know, transcend. And um, 
thus the movie transcends. I, I think this movie was so awesome. You just touched on the part when she stabbed the man in his hand, and that's the part that stuck out to me because she, when she did it, she said, at this point, you can't hear anything other than the pain. You know, she said, I'm feeding you jewels, and you can't even get those jewels because you're so focused on that pain. When she, with her, with her growing, um, with her, you know, people are saying that, you know, she was emotionless. When you reach pure love, there is no individualism or possession. It's, it's a love that, that is not like the love that we think, oh, I love my child, I love my wife, or I love this, I love that. It's more than that. So that was the purest state that was what she was able to, you know, reach. And then when she said, you know, when he was talking about immortality, people keep saying, well, she was the Dempsey blonde girl. I think they picked her because she was the black widow. Most teenagers, when they see her, her character, she is a hero, a mighty woman. And when you see Morgan Freeman in the movies that he's playing, he's an engineer for Batman. He made the biggest mechanical um, things. He's a very smart man. So they put the alchemist, the engineer, and they put a woman who runs with superheroes. And she doesn't, and when she's the Black Widow, she doesn't wear it. All she has on is black, but she's a an average woman that has just, you know, did the exercise and built up her stamina and, and, and her mind. And they picked, I think they picked a very good woman to play that part. Excuse my voice because when I get excited, I, I get, you know, the shaky voice because I just truly thought this movie was amazing. Um, and definitely um, someone was saying, well, how do you get to that point? I think everybody is on a different evolution. You know, some of us, we want to go to heaven. So, you know, some of us, we're happy in hell, like you just said, um, earth is hell. It can be heaven or hell. But I think when, you know, when you're on this evolution, that's why you have Mitchell Gibson putting out the information that he's putting out. That's why you have Dr. Norty talking about the different foods and how this food affects the body and does this and does that. That's why you have um, Dr. Jewell who's saying focus on these you know, symbols, and it's going to awaken this and that. That's why you have your DNA that you listen to, because I experience things, and that's why that movie touched me so much, because to see her abilities and know the things that I was capable of doing, you know, without just from listening to my inner voice, it, it, was, it was like a cheering squad going off in my body. That's all I have to say. <laughs> This is a dream come true. And the hits just keep on coming. She talking about that's all she had to say, Reverend Bullet. That sounded like a whole, uh, that's how, she need to be down there, you know. <laughs> yes, a lot. Yes, and I get to She had a lot to say. Yes, yes, she had a lot. To me, I said she had a lot to channel. She was channeling that thing down, girl. I know all about that. When's your birthday? February 4th. Uh, 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 Aquarius? No, 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 Capricorn. Aquarius. Aquarius. See, I told you the air sign was going to show up. Early on, I I, I knew the four elements was going to be up in this joint. I knew the four elements. I mean, now, we probably, I didn't check everybody's zodiac, but now I know my show 
is on and popping because all the elements have been accounted for. And the ether is definitely up in here. And, and also the spirit of the creator is, um, I, I definitely want to say he's up in here because of the diversity that we have on, you know, on this call and what everybody is bringing to the table to help contribute. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, like we said at the beginning of the show, I'm not trying to convince nobody or nothing. I'm not trying to say, oh, your way is wrong and my way is right. I'm just going over some of the things that some people left out and also some people will try to turn the thing into a black and white thing. So now I want to get to that piece because you brought it up. You was like, yo, symbolically she is the black widow. That's a, She's already been typecast. She done made more movies as the black widow than she has um, of Lucy. But what happens when she's walking through, she's got this higher state of consciousness. I don't even know what her numbers was. But they're looking for her, and she's going through the airport, and she know they're looking for her. She's getting ready to display her wisdom, and she does what? She changes everything. She goes into her first evolution of darkness. She changes her shoes, her dress, and her hair to black. Why does she do that? Okay, listen, let me. that's what I want to talk about, is she could have just, why do I got to change colors? If somebody stepped to me, I just make their guns fall off. Remember when the dog walked up on her and she just pulled her glasses down and made the dog change his mind? When she was on the plane and she and she looked at the man and the lady was like, uh, you know, you got to put your computer away. She was like, she was like, uh, you need to wipe your nose and bring me some champagne. She, um, um, when the guy came on, she, you know, she was doing the whole Jedi mind trick. So what was, what was being shown to us, those of us who got eyes to see, that she says, I'm going to change my dress, my hair color, and my, and my wardrobe into the dark goddess. Because the Black Widow, what, even though she's a, you know, she's a killer, she ain't killing like, um, killin like Lilith. She ain't killing like uh, uh, Sekhmet. She ain't killing like uh, uh, the goddess uh, Kali Ma. You know what I'm saying? And all of those throughout history, and especially if you get the Rosicrucian text, man, Sister Myra, uh, oh, my goodness. There's there's an old Rosicrucian text, like on the second page. It's another European woman who writes about it and says, it's all about the dark mother. There's no, no matter what you're going to do, you're going to continue to go back into Big Mama. You're going to keep going back on into the magic of Big Mama, back into darkness. That's where it's at. Oh, here it is, 48 minutes into the movie. She's walking through the um, airport, and she's calling the detective, and she's saying, she's telling him, look, stop playing games. You got a red pen on your left. And, and what is the red pen? What is the red pen in ritual? The red pen is the blood or the blood of the lamb. When you start doing ritual, you can use dove's blood, but what's the highest blood? The dragon's blood. It's a deep, rich, red blood. You got three colors if you're dealing with the sovereignty issues. The Moors are always talking about sign your name in red because the blue is business, the black is death, which is still a <clears throat> which is still um, a regeneration of the energy, and the red <clears throat> is blood, signing your name in blood. So when she transformed, she had to start off as the ditzy white girl. Oh, and the numbers was 30%. She was at 30% capacity 
when she changed when she changed over to um in, into the into the black woman. To me, she's already moved over into the black woman. In thirty percent, that's the third degree. Which in inside the lodge, you're talking about the third degree of mastery, third a third degree master mason. You got to start looking at these things from outside of small time emotions. Don't look at things from just oh well, I used to watch YouTube, but I'm angry at white people. Don't get angry at nobody because keep having fun. That way you can have a mind and you can see things which at other times will get past you. So, pow. That's my point on that right there. She changed over to the black woman. Uh, Reverend, uh, uh, Reverend B, you want to put something on that? The next caller, or can I go to the next caller? Go to the next caller. All right. Thank you, Natasha, for calling in. I appreciate you. Rahul Bhatt and Washington. She may have the uh, mute button. Caller from the nine five one three seven four. Can I get your name? Call him from, please. Hey, what's up, Coach? Big Ben from California. Uh, I'm sitting on the call, listening to the, the the depth of this conversation. It's like amazing. Every person that's contributing and bringing their perspective on a subject matter that collectively hits everybody. The, the minister is talking about the aspect of Pastor, I don't know what the proper terminology is, but um, he's talking about the aspect of the brain and the spirit and how its capacity and the, the aspect, more so than a Christian term, but a spirit being a universal entity goes beyond the current understanding of the masses, but the, the enlightened few are in essence here to in essence on this realm, as a teaching format, like you said, Coach, the aspect of resistance, the aspect of being in the physical is for each individual to evolve their spirit in their mind through understanding that differences are minuscule compared to when we start talking about spirit and how the aspect of everybody is trying to evolve in different ways and on different paths. And it's through symbology then it's easier for other people to understand compared to certain languages. The aspect when you see something evolve, you don't have to you don't have to totally comprehend it, but you you in, in, internally you know that something's different. You can't describe it with words, but you know something's different. Um, like I said before, I haven't had the opportunity to get to see the movie, but I'm definitely going to do so question I had on my mind was, and you can direct this to yourself, coach, or the pastor, the aspect of the mind and the body, and I should say this, the human body, since we all feel that we understand what it is, but it has so many different layers, can we go in on that in the sense that the physical is just a very limiting aspect of what our spirit is, and our spirit is within us, and how our spirit resonates with our soul and its journey and what its purpose is. Can you gentlemen expand upon that? Because if you look at the very superficial Christian perspective, it doesn't tell you that what the Buddha is saying is true or what Krishna is saying is true or any other um, um, human religions or storytelling 
that are talking about the evolution and the communion of the human um, evolution. So hopefully I, I phrase it correctly, Coach. I mean, I know I, I like I said, I have a tendency going on, but, man, you, oh, you put I'm going to let Reverend Bullock go ahead and take care of that right there because he's not your average run-of-the-mill Christian. I'm going to let y'all get some of that, some of fire tonight. Well, I, I would say that um, I think the caller makes a, a, a good point. I want to understand the levels of mind. There are layers. Um, just to, let's say, let's kind of just moving on the conversation, uh, the way I understand it, that you have, let's just say you have the conscious mind uh, you have the subconscious mind, you have the unconscious mind. There are other levels. And, well, let me just say something about the other levels. Have, then, then you have the higher mind complex, and it has different divisions. And so um, the lower mind is just like, to a large extent, the body is attached to this time-space dimension of Earth, which is a very dense uh, reality. But we are here for the purpose to evolve or to connect with our higher self. So we are here for a purpose, and we have to do it within the limitations of the physical body. And I think there's a great deal of purpose attached to that, um, as demonstrated, like I said earlier, between the, um, the metamorphosis of the caterpillar into the um, butterfly. And so while we are in our caterpillar stage, we are slow, we are greedy, we are... Um, uh, consumers, but then we go into a kind of uh, uh, cocoon, a restriction, which is the purpose of developing uh, the, the third stage, which is the the flight of the butterfly. So in that in that sense, what I'm trying to say is that um, the experience on Earth is designed to constrict us for the purpose of focusing, helping us to learn to focus, to be still, to focus and to go inward so that we can truly begin to develop and connect to our higher analog of ourselves. The ultimate purpose is that we become uh, like God because you are God, as the Christ says, as the written in the Bible. And so we have to go through this process and connect to our higher self. But as being here in the body, unless you can develop your body and trans and 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 and, and what they call like uh, you can integrate your body into life without having to go through the gate of death, then you become a higher analog of yourself, whereby your body changes and becomes a what is called a glorified body, a diamond body, a light body. But it's still a body because it allows you to have a form that allows you to interact with higher reality. You can't do that. You cannot do that uh, in a long-term situation with this physical body. The physical body has to be changed, and you, it must be changed into a light body. And I think many times people want to be spirit but they want to be a disembodied spirit because they don't, we don't have a proper appreciation of body. But the body is for the purpose, whether it's a physical body or a light body, it's for the purpose of experience. You've got to have background. You've got to have foreground. You've got to have context. You have to have a certain level of separation in terms of to know you from me so we can play this game in the physical world or in the spiritual world. 
because it's all taking place in the mind of God. Therefore, God is that God is experiencing itself. If you're going to use it in a personal sense, uh, God is experiencing itself as you, as me. And so, but it's a matter of knowing ourselves. When we come from the individual standpoint of knowing ourselves and being able to develop ourselves through higher analog. The lady said before about the Bible like uh, Enoch. Well, if you follow the esoteric tradition, what happened? Enoch walked with God until he was not. But not what? Not on earth. What did he become? We know that we say that he became the archangel Metatron. Well, an angel has a form. An angel is a, is a light man, is a light body, a certain form. So we still deal with form. We don't really, we really don't want to escape form because form allows us to have experience, allows us to play games, allows us to interact. We just want to be a higher form, a form that can, that can travel different dimensions. Of reality. That's what I, that's that's the point that I want to say, and so sure. it's a it, it's not just a physical form, but there are higher forms than just flesh and blood forms. There are higher forms of being. And I, I completely appreciate you expressing that, and it's kind of like um, you're right, Coach. He, he ain't no regular Christian. I'll tell you that right no. now. <laughs> no, he on steroids. He on steroids. <laughs> Sorry. He put in work. I, I, would, I wouldn't say I'm not a regular Christian, but let's just, say that, let's just say that in the history of Christianity, there were those like me that were uh, shut down by the literalist mm-hmm. Christians uh, after 325. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, let's just say I may, I may say I'm an original Christian. <laughs> okay. It's and, awesome, and, 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 baby. And, and, if, and if I might, if I might add, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I have this philosophy and what I've read, the the word um, Christ, in essence, translates to anointed. So it's not really like Jesus Christ; it means an anointed one. Is that a correct understanding? Or oh, that's, that's absolutely you're on target there. The the, the Christ is I, I kept it all the time. It's not like you know if you if you buy into the idea of a literal historical Jesus. It's not that. Uh, is not that uh, uh, Jesus was born into the Christ family, Mary Christ, Joseph Christ, something like right. that. It's not like that. That was their last name. Christ right. is, like you said, the anointed one. It is a level of attainment. In other words, right. let's say that Jesus was a historical man. Well, he's a man who achieved Christhood. He's a man mm-hmm. who achieved, attained to unifying his lower self with his higher self which is something that everybody can do. And it has Correct. nothing to do with whether you call yourself a Christian or a Buddhist or a Muslim, whatever, because all, all religions have an esoteric tradition in which they mm-hmm. talk about the same thing. You, you are absolutely, absolutely correct. And I, I appreciate, I've been online with you twice, and I, I've been able to get knowledge immensely. From you, sir. And I, I, I appreciate your work, what you do, the aspect you express in that verbally to um, people who are able to hear your voice. And I hope it sinks in. I hope it resonates. Maybe, like, some people aren't ready for it. 
I've been on a path trying to get this. Um, and like I said, I don't know if my spiritual self is just attracting things. Maybe it's that uh, Magic 28 coach or, you know, Moon Magic. I don't know. I don't know right. if I'm saying nothing about it. <laughs> but it's just one of those things. It's kind of like there ain't really coincidence and certain things are coming up in a certain sequence that I can digest them correctly, then it resonates with me. And I'm like, okay, well, what about this? And there's more questions and there's more answers. And at the same time, as you guys said, it is what it is. And there is a perfection in each person evolving and understanding and somebody else saying it. And in, in, in the forum, like, like Coach, he's talking about the elements. The elements are talking about everybody can get something because the elements are in each one, and each person is expressing those verbally that will, in essence, be to their liking or to their taste, or they haven't heard it that way before, and it's kind of stimulating them in order to move to the left or to look at it from a different perspective, which, in essence, causes growth. And that's the dialogue. When you, I, I, I can't name the the quote in the Bible with two or more are present and speak of me, I I am there. And I, I probably mis, misquoted it. But I think by having this forum and, and, and speaking on these things, that people are going to go away with a wealth of information that they put a pad and pencil on, and they purposely, purposely do certain things to create that new form of thought and that that Christ body that you're talking about, and see That's things right. in a different light, and 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 as a person does that, they res- resonate on this earth in what God's major plan was to do, and that's why you're here, because He wanted to see Himself in a different light, and the souls that are down here have the courage to come out here and say, God, I want to do my part for your overall plan, the Alpha and the Omega. If, if I got to keep coming down here and putting in work, I'll go ahead and do that in your glory. Thank you, Ben. Well, you go. Gotta, go ahead, go, go ahead, Rev. No, no, I was just congratulating the brother for his perspective. <laughs> that's what I got to get. That, that's why I was giving him a hand. He's right on top of it. All right, I gotta um, I gotta get to the next caller. Appreciate it, Ben. I'm gonna holler at you. And I just um, All right, Coach. check your check your inbox on Facebook. I just gave you the um, the link to uh, Reverend Bullet's Facebook. I mean, uh, his um, YouTube channel page. If everyone can go over there and just type in the Mind of Grace, YouTube.com forward slash user forward slash the Mind of Grace. All of his sermons, I don't know, last year or two, or maybe longer than that, um, are on there, and like, just, just like, he's just totally amazing. You know, what I'm saying, like, I don't co-sign everybody, but I, I highly advise y'all get over there and check that out. Let me get to the next caller. Caller from the seven three four six two zero. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Caller from the seven three four. Please take your phone off mute, please. Hey. Hi, who's this? This is Ebony from Detroit. What's up, Ebony? How you doing? I'm good. 
How you doing, um, the callers on the line? Um, no, doing good. How about you? I'm fine. As far as the movie is concerned, I looked at Limitless like 30 times, you know, exaggerating. But this movie I looked at about maybe, you know, four or five times, and I get the same effect, like, okay, how do I get it? But at the same time, it's like the um, the last caller said, everybody has their own evolution, and I personally feel like I was just talking to my husband about this just a few minutes ago. I just feel like I was put here to kind of, I, I know now why I'm here. And when you kind of realize that, it's just kind of like, okay, everything else opens up. And you kind of do go through like a, a cocoon process with, it could be an identity thing, you know what I'm saying? You go through your whole um, feeling the low of the low, and then you go through a, per, a, a, um, a point in your life when you're feeling like, okay, some people, they go through this point in their life when they feel like, okay, I can achieve it all. And that's when, I guess, and excuse me, Coach, but I have to go off of the movie and go to Lego movie because I personally feel like that movie kind of, in a, in kids' terms, it kind of connects in a way. The 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 main character of that movie, um, you know what I'm saying, he was basically like an average Joe, and then something happened to where he went through his evolution process, but then he hooked up with Lucy. And then Morgan Freeman is basically like the guy who wrote the prophecy, so it's just kind of like, okay, it's a whole evolution process. And when he came back from um, in Lego Movie, when, um, what, excuse me, Emmett, when he came back from um, from seeing the actual Will Ferrell and his son interact, it was like he had an even better understanding. When he came back through the tunnel, it was just like, or the portal, it was just kind of like, okay, I see everything more clear. He came back basically to the Matrix saying kick butt, and it was just like a whole, okay, you are the special. And Morgan Freeman told him that, like, okay, you're never going to be the special if they always keep telling you you're not. Like, you have to believe that you are. And I made the, I made the um, prophecy up, and whoever found it, basically, if you believe it, then you can do it. And everybody has the power to open up their mind's power. I mean, to me, Everybody has the power to open up 100% of their mind's um, capacity, but like um, I think somebody said earlier, it's dangerous for that to, to like, be on the planet Earth right now. We're not ready for that. So. Well, remember what Lucy said in reply to that. She said, she said ignorance is where the danger is at. That's, the ignorance is where the chaos is at, not, not the enlightenment, you know. And, and the part of the movie I'm watching right now is, where she's in there talking to the five scientists and Morgan Freeman, and she's talking about there are no numbers. It's only time. And we didn't even get to that part of the movie about how it doesn't have anything to do with anything but the time. What, you know what I'm saying, the time, because um, she was talking about how it was going to be, she only had 24 hours to live, and then how she got past that. And then um, how she told um, the scientists, how it wasn't, you know, everything is always um, being relatively uh, talking about numbers. You know what I'm saying? And so right. it doesn't have anything yeah. to do with the numbers, you know, because all was one. She said if you speed the car up, what happens if you speed the car up? You speed the car up and it just it goes away. It, yeah, it, yeah. it disappears. 
So that was yeah. That's that's, 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 that's a, a good point. That's a good point, Kaya. Right. She wasn't. You know, what I'm saying we we ain't worried about that. You know, what I'm saying like the chaotic is where the problem is at. Why do you think? Yeah. This, okay. So okay, I'm I'm making this like a general statement. Like everybody was in the classroom who heard this, but I just be like, why do you think Dr. Gibson keeps saying? If we can just get two or three percent of the entire population to get some of this enlightenment, we're gonna evolve the whole planet. Everybody ain't even got to participate, but we got to have more light than all this chaos. So that means if we gonna if if we need to get the three percent enlightenment uh, in population and numbers, that means the chaotic and the glyphotic forces are so high in number that it's ugly. Basically, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just as far as just keeping it street, the numbers is ugly. It's not on our side. So, yeah, the chaotic force. And I keep telling people, please listen to Outwitting the Devil. I got Outwitting the Devil. If you think uh, Think and Grow Rich was something, that's a comic book to Outwitting the Devil. Go to CoachKair.com, look up under my store, and go to audiobooks. Go to audiobooks. You can, and you can download the whole thing and listen to this interview that Napoleon Hill had with the devil in 1937. They didn't even release this book until 2011. The brother died in, in, in 1970, and they waited another 41 years before they released this manual. And that's and because he's giving it all up. It's the chaos. The chaos is the part that's where there's the real headache, not, not as dangerous because... I just say that because we can't just somebody listen and say, well, it's dangerous if, if we got too much intelligence. You're too dangerous for your own good. No, that's what the sinister has been trying to program us with. Oh, we got to take out. That's what they use assassin, assassination for. But even the sinister knows he can't make it without us. Uh-oh, I just seen the movie at uh, one hour and 12 minutes. Her eyes turn black. Ladies and gentlemen, her eyes turned black at a minute and 12 of the movie. I mean, one hour and 12 of the movie. So she, so she wasn't the quote-unquote blue-eyed devil. So y'all can just put that to the side. I'm debunking all that, man. Y'all ain't going to get nowhere on this racist tip. Y'all are not going to evolve. If you, like Tony said earlier, if you get stuck at the white and black part of the movie, then you're done. And you can't just look at the movie and say it's only about black people. It's a consciousness. Everybody has the opportunity, yo, and until somebody try, uh, can come and tell me and prove to me that you was black in all of your past incarnations, I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I ain't, I ain't never even heard nobody talk like that. Not the, not, the, not the wise. I've never heard the wise speak on that. So that's my piece on that. Thank uh, you. The good, the good news, the good news uh, Coach, is that even though, even though the pendulum is swinging, as you said, more toward the chaotic side or the diphotic side. Um, as one of the seven laws of thought, as the pendulum swings uh, toward one extreme, it's going to swing back the other way to compensate for that extreme. So I, take, I say that to say this, is that this is a good time because what it means is, is that we're getting ready to evolve the whole planet and the people on it because the system requires that as the forces goes back one direction, it must compensate and swing back the other direction. So it's like that back swing when you pull like a slingshot 
the further you pull it back, the more power and trajectory your our rock has to go forward. So we can be encouraged by that. Woo! Where's my where so chaos, chaos, chaos only means that it is in a it is in a state of infinite potential. So we can take we can take great courage right now and begin to prepare ourselves uh, in times of chaos and begin to speak consciousness to bring order out of chaos and and and, and begin to create um, a better world, a higher world. But remember. But remember, in whatever level we develop to higher, there will always be a seed of chaos because that is the that is the seed of potential to go even higher. And the hits just keep on coming. Caller from the seven seven three six four zero seven seven three six four zero. Your microphone is wide open. Thanks for joining Coach K. Tony and Reverend Bullet tonight. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Minister Jew. What's good, Coach? Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Lord, Lord, How's Lord. How's bro? What's going on? How you doing, Pastor? Doing good, man. It's good to hear your voice, man. All right. How y'all brothers feeling? Shout out to the audience, man. Great, great bill tonight, man. Man, I just great want to just... I just want to offer my apologies for not recognizing your number and bringing you in an hour ago. Oh no, man, no, man. I'm I'm a student, man. I'm listening to everybody, man. The callers, great insight, man. Um, I just wanted to build with y'all, man, because I haven't seen the movie, but oh. the the I'm 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 on the brain science, so I'm listening to y'all build and I'm putting these pieces. And as I go, as I hear y'all dialogue about the movie, and um, I took a couple of notes down, man. Um, Wait, what? You, what? Was the, the priesthood took some notes down? Oh, it's an absolutely. honor. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, this is a dream come true. <laughs> come on, drop it. Uh, Give it up, man. Give it up. Give it up. Let your cup overflow. Uh, Give it up. You still, you mentioned how they put this. This this this, this uh, chemical in her stomach, right? Yeah. Right, and uh, we know that the stomach in the astro sciences is the moon, right? Right. And right. Which which governs the fourth house, right? Which is the which is the mama energy that you keep referencing, Coach. Go right? in, go in, and and it is the darkest area in the natal chart, right? Yes. It is the it is the darkest area in the natal chart. But the moon which rules this particular region of space and or constellation being cancer, uh, is known to deal with the emotional uh aspects of the self, right? What's interesting is is that in the brain, right? It's funny that they chose a stomach. Because they're 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 indicating the different levels uh in in these different valves in the brain that actually gets triggered upon illumination. In the brain there's a brain part called the amygdala, right? Which sits inside of the Olympic brain. And inside of your Olympic brain, this amygdala 
is the seat of emotion. It is the seat of uh, fear and fight or flight, especially the one on the right side. So for them to have put that into her stomach is showing you the steps and the dynamics that it takes to reach certain parts of your brain to get into the evolutionary process because if for those that meditate and have done it long enough and have read some literature on it, they talk about something called the dark night of the soul, right? Right. Where, right. where when you get into these, uh, these, these states or these trances upon meditation, you reach this time where some of the most darkest uh, inconsistencies in your psychology will present themselves to you as you're going through that threshold to become illuminated, right, where you're able to access uh, the other 90% or the 97% that you referenced that lingers over in the right side of this uh, of, of your brain. So um, I just found that very interesting that they, would, that they would make that depiction to let you know where it actually begins because you're going to go there uh, one way or the other, especially when you're dealing with, dealing with evolution, as you brothers mentioned. And then, Coach, you made a reference to the number 140. 140 uh, in the Kabbalistic text uh, is associated with the angels called the Melachim, which are the kings or the messengers, which specifically deal with learning, uh, having the initiate uh, uh, engage or lend stability in times of evolution. All right? So the brain and evolution and tapping into this 97, 90% that's referenced uh, in, in science, right, is talking about the dynamics of light and how we, and how we engage it uh, in our minds, in our bodies, and especially through the neuromelanin in the brain. So... Once, what's happening is in these movies, man, we have to look past the, the symbolism of the person and get into the symbolism of the plot how, and the symbolism how? of the storyline, right? And we have to teach it at that level because then we can bypass some of the, the, um, some of the, the chains that keep us locked down when we start to look at this thing in a black and white sense. But if we teach it from a level of symbol literacy where uh, we're looking at the subject matter and the, and the meat of the situation, right, then we can become what it is that we're visualizing and that we're seeing while we're sitting in that movie theater, right, because we're taking it to another level of understanding, which you all keep saying comes from the inside, which it absolutely does. Uh, and you, you mentioned where... She, she, she leaped into the computer at the end of the movie, and she became uh, this force that permeated through uh, basically uh, 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 all levels of existence, right? In your brain, right, specifically the amygdala, because we're dealing with the stomach and the moon, right, which is dealing with emotions. You have something in there called uh, circuit gates that regulate uh, – that regulate how much fear comes in and out and or how you're going to respond to a certain situation. And um, 
inside of that, in, inside of that fear, right, because we're dealing with her leaping into the computer, we have to understand that this is the potential of the brain. The same things that the, the imagery that they showed that projected into your consciousness was trying to tell you the final destination of how you will respond to your reality moving into this next dimension of life, right? Understanding that everything around you is dealing with space and time and reason and things of these nature of this nature. Now, I didn't see the movie, but I want to I want to ask both of you guys: Did they make any references in the movie to memory? Yes, 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 and yes. and. And uh, I, I just want to drop this little piece because we only got four minutes left. I'm going to let Rev, you and Rev going to take it out. For y'all to get in contact with you, myastrologycoach.com. Them boys is on my, they on my inner circle of inner circles. Y'all getting it from funk tonight. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't even put all this together. I just said, I'm going to do this. So holler at my boys, Jew, over at myastrologycoach.com. Reverend Bullet, the mind of grace on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, big shout out to my man Noble and Pooh. He probably up in the cut listening somewhere, looking at somebody's different color of their body energy. But that goes back to the number 140 broken down to five um, is the Hierophant, and it also is the number for Mercury. And it's ruled mm-hmm. by, so Mercury is the memory, whereas Neptune is the imagination. So whatever you ask for, like, did they refer to, you know, memory? Yes, through the, through the, uh, through Mercury. And I can announce now, everybody, when we do part three of this show, we're going to have Minister Jew on because he ain't even seen the movie yet. He's doing all this dropping. So when, when, when we do part three of this, we're going to have Minister Jew back. Okay, Reverend Bullard, it's on you. Well, yeah, yeah Minister uh, Jew. Uh, yeah, she had two episodes of memory in the beginning. She uh, was remembering uh, a lot of her personal life, um, you know, remembering her, her, her um, early pet when she was like six months old, remembering sucking on her mother's breast and the taste of her breast milk. Toward the mm-hmm. end, she started going back through the files of history, going back to the early times of man, going back even to the beginning of this solar system. So, yeah, memory was a very big part of that. This is, this is why I asked, and I, I knew it had to be in there because, they're dealing with, because I want to talk about how we can get to that point as well, right, versus okay. just looking at the movie. In the brain, right, in the brain, right, uh-huh. there's a brain part called the hippocampus. Right. Please right. go study that. If, if you don't do nothing else, go study that brain part. The hippocampus, primarily the one on the right, deals with your spatial orientation, and it acts as the 